Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwaterflame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Grand Terra Shadowfront. I am John. I'm your game master for the evening. Joining me today is Nikki. Hi, everybody. I'm Nikki. I'm playing Scuzz the Rogue and Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do. Uh, and William. Hi, I am William, and I'm playing Valdez Stonebeard, the Dwarven Samurai. And Jeremy. Hello, my name is Jeremy. I am playing Ariel, um, uh, a, a Ismar gunslinger fighter person thing. And Jack? Hey everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Ghent Minar, the half-elf spellslinger. And Cody? I'm Cody. I'm playing Ithram Valar, Hobgoblin, War Wizard. And Mara? Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Titania Valkorian, a Ladrin Druid princess. <laughs> And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing Carolina, uh, barbarian with magic. And I real and I realized, uh, I realized halfway through that introduction that I missed my opportunity to make a pentagram with the way I was introducing you all, and I feel I... like. That is just a missed opportunity. I literally always do that on <laughs> yep. the Saturday game with 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 how we're se- how everybody is in Zoom. Next time, next time. This week's sacrifice isn't going to count now, John. Well, I, started with, I started with Nick. God Nick, damn it! Have gone. Mara, <laughs> Jeremy, Jack. <laughs> Didn't work. Damn it. Anyways, when last we left off. The uh, Steelhearts had gone to the had had uh, escorted a uh, research subject named Adam uh, to the uh, Arcana Mysterium in Tehran, in the country, not the city, Uh, (laughs) um, where they were going primarily to uh, uh, so to give their wizard uh, uh, access to learning some of the new magic that was being developed there uh, as it is the site of a Novicum of, a Nov- Novicus event um, which is to say a Novicus event being some sort of thing that happens in the world where weird shit happens and then from that you can generate new magic 
in this particular case, what the weird shit that happened was bits of the ground ripped itself out of the earth and decided to just start floating because fuck physics and gravity. Uh, from which they managed it's, to be. It's the Grand Terra version of Captain, we're detecting a spatial anomaly. Yeah. Um, and, and through studying this uh, event, they are able to develop new ways of casting spells. Uh, we left off specifically uh, with Titania uh, in an observation room with her sister Fenivel, uh as they were uh, having a bit of a conversation while getting Adam sort of adjusted to his uh, his um, observation room. And he had just reached back and pulled a sword out of his spine. Which whoa. he sort of... <laughs> Fenivel also, whoa... Um, and it, he pulled the sword out of his spine that was made also out of his spine. Yes, right? yes. It's, yes. A, it's, okay. a, it's right. a weapon that seems to have been formed from the bones of his body, which he sort of, you know, cracks his neck, looks at it a little bit, tosses it off to one side. And as it gets about five feet away from him, it just dissolves into ether. Whoa. <laughs> Fenivel writing in her notebook. So we're going to be learning some new things today. She just sort of mutters under her breath. Wow. That, okay. Um. Well, uh, if, so, yeah, uh, we were talking about you going to see Grandpa. Um, yeah. yeah, talk to your talk to the rest of your your friends, and if you guys want, if that's what you guys end up wanting to do, we can uh, we can run uh, spin up a teleportation circle in the morning. Okay, yeah, I'll 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 let them know. Um, see, you look like you're probably going to be taking a bunch of notes now. Um, yes, I'll, I am. I can I can just head back. It's fine. Good night. Night. And, and I head back to head back. my room where I think Velda still is. Possibly. Presumably, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Shut the door. Okay. Adam pulled a sword out of his spine. <laughs> or like his spine was the sword. He was still standing up that way. I feel like if it was maybe like I don't I don't understand it. It was weird. Um I found I I Valdez is still processing that. <laughs> no, my facial expressions are Valdez right now. Just Yeah, yeah. Um Fenival uh can get us there's a teleportation circle here and there's one um my grandpa lives in Ilhanador my grand grandfather and grandmother um and she thinks they might know I there's um apparently one of the one of the first three children of the god emperor lives in Taram she might know where he where they are um or I can ask them, um, my great-great-grandparents, so I remember my family tree, hang on, live in the city too, but I don't know. Their, their place moves around a little bit, 
of the door the door to the place so the place itself i think is slightly stationary i don't understand um multi-dimensional fit it's weird uh we got some options as far as figuring out if we want to find out where if i'm the problem that was a lot of things they just said in one long basically said one sentence without taking a breath uh yes Okay. Yeah. I think I followed most of that. Yeah. So we can take, she can send us and the cart and everything um, to Ilhanador tomorrow. Uh, I figured we'd probably want to sleep. Um, and then from there, my, my grand, my grandpa could probably send us back to, to Tehran. So we wouldn't even have to worry about travel time. That's good, actually. That, if especially if it'll be faster than just going back, there's not really a reason you shouldn't. I think so. Yeah. Ask ask everyone in the morning in case anyone's got a particular problem with it. Mm-hmm. Thinking of uh, Carolina, but oh, you know. yeah, she might, might. I don't think I've told you this, but my grandfather is an archfey. Well, he was. He got exiled. It's a long story. You need to stop unloading quite so much on me at once. <laughs> I can't help it. I've got a big family. It's a lot of... <laughs> See, I've got a big family, too. It's just there's a lot of boring names of engineers and people who've built something impressive. Well, Not his, quite. His, his name is Philanderul. Green Meadow. Kent shoves his head in from the other room. Did you say engineers? (laughs) What? (laughs) Engineers? That's my family, yes. Oh. Hi, Kent. Just talking, I, I, uh, we might be able, if you want, if uh, the rest of the group wants to, we can, actually, I don't think anyone's asleep yet. It's early. Hey! On the earring. It's Titania. Uh, I might have. We understand your voice. We, we we can tell your voice. Okay, we might have. Um, we we might have a quicker way back. Uh, that would involve stopping off in El Hanador to see my family, and maybe I can ask some uh, questions that might be able to tell if I'm the one causing the time stopping problems. I mean, what she's trying, what she's trying to... to say is they're willing to teleport us to Ilhanador to talk to her family, find out more information. Also, their family can then teleport us back to Tiram, including our cart, much yes. faster. That. Yeah, I have a question. Go ahead. I assume given my training as a geist, I just know this, but if I have to roll, that's fine. Are there, like, publicly accessible teleportation circles in... Uh... <sighs> Trump. Trump that we would be able to re- be received at not publicly available ones um they're typically uh typically those are private there are private teleportation circles uh however the royal family probably has access to one of those okay um lady titania 
I apologies if this is rude, but you, your family would have access to one of the circles in Tehran um, for receiving us on a return trip. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm that assuming, not that, I'm assuming very... that she would know that. <laughs> assuming that too. doesn't seem particularly um, confident. You 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 know that you have you you know that there are royal that there are teleportation circles on like royal family property. Mm-hmm. Like you might in you might end up you might end up in like one of the first two tiers. But yes, there are definitely circles yeah. that you can get teleported back to. Yeah. Uh, no, there, there's definitely circles, and I mean, it'll, he, he's got connections. It'll be fine. I'm certain that if someone has the capacity to send us on a... Sorry. I'm certain if someone has the capacity to send us through a teleportation circle back to the city, they also have the magical capacity to inform the proper authorities to expect us before our arrival. I think so, yeah. I'm saying mathematically, according to the regular progression of traditional magics you don't get to the teleportation without at least having the chance to be able to let somebody know. Generally speaking, I think. I don't know. There are other caveats or complications to this. I will simply remind Lord Valdeth and Lady Titania of our general timetable for meeting with the insert proper title of Legion general. That's actually part of why this is being considered because it will be much faster to teleport between two places than to drive the cart all the way back. Very good. And I will note that while she's not been doing it in private, in this situation, Carolina is using the term Lord Valdeth Mm -hmm. because how private is your magical conversation in the magic? School. Do you think the Mysterium has packet sniffers? <laughs> uh, Ariel, just as a note, as you're having this conversation, looking out the window at this view of Luxuria, you have, for some reason, there's a baboon that is staring at you. <laughs> Oh, God. While she's having this conversation casually, she just, she grabs her gun and she's just pointing it at the, at the, at the fucking thing. She's not shooting. She's just letting, window. she's Ooh. letting the baboon know <laughs> that she knows he's there. <laughs> she can shoot him at any time. It continues to give no fucks. <laughs> Very good. We are in agreement then. <laughs> anyway. I'm not, I'm not opposed. Um, yeah. That's valid. Anything that keeps us on, keep, gives us a little less time on the road is definitely a good thing. And will give us more, maybe more time here. 
to see more of this new magic because from what I've read of these scrolls, it is very interesting. Okay. All right. Well, everyone get some sleep and we'll see about teleportation in the morning. All right. Uh, Gent wants to do an experiment. What kind of experiment does Gent want to do? Gent is going to activate his spider climb boots. Okay. Walk up the wall. Okay. Walk across the ceiling, stop in the middle, over top of the bed. Okay. And try and fall asleep up there. (laughs) Okay. And see if the boots let go like halfway through or once he drops off or whatever, (laughs) which is why he's positioned himself on top of the bed. Roll me a D100. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you don't sleepwalk. (laughs) Nineteen. As you wake up at the other end of the long rest. Uh Uh-huh. Like as you're you startle yourself because you're not in a position you feel like you should be because you're upside down. Right, right. And sort of blood rushing to your head a little bit. Uh, okay. <laughs> and you you do the you do the thing when you wake up where you sort of jerk, and in right. doing so, your feet come disconnected from the ceiling and you <laughs> fall. <laughs> you hit the okay. bed, but you hit the bed on your shoulders, so your head still hits the floor, and you. Okay. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Good news, your neck didn't snap. Yeah. Yes. Right. It wasn't that far of a fall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he makes Other a note in his journal and you is not going to do that, that again anytime don't soon. Hurt their necks due just to the magic regularly. of spider climb boots because being hung upside down for extended periods is notoriously like a great thing that has no long-term medical consequences. Right. That certainly <laughs> w- that certainly hasn't caused aneurysms and Oh, here, quick. Let let my let my non-proficient wisdom modifier of one character make a medicine check here real quick. That was a three. (laughs) Magic. I I assume that if... We're going to keep doing this stuff until it gets one of us killed. I mean, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I'm going to... I need spider climb boots to walk up the dragon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you all have a long rest. Receiving all the benefits that a long rest gives you. Though I don't know if any of you spent anything because you managed to avoid the big combat session last week, so. I spent one Gen- of them. Gen's just going to rescribe bullets. Mm-hmm. Scuzz, what's your window tuned to? As a reminder, the windows in the rooms at the at the Arcana Mysterium can be set to different views. Um, his was set to the ocean, to like a sea port, or like the sound of like gulls and water. So like when you water. when you wake up, there's a seagull in your window, staring at you. <laughs> Does it do the? <laughs> Stupid, <laughs> stupid seagull gives. Yeah! No, it does not. It is. It does not do the. Hack. It's just staring Shame down at me. Disappointing. They should do better. Uh, yes, yeah, because it's just kind of like, yeah. 
Birds. <laughs> uh, and then looks around for a minute and has a moment of like, right, not in Syrian. That's okay. Fuck, this is annoying. Um, and go back out to the group. Theoretically, you all reconvene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, but actually, what happens? <laughs> I always, I always say theoretically because anytime I go, you all reconvene. Someone goes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did technically do that, but I did it for you. So the- theoretically, gives me the uh, theoretically gives me the the the, the leeway. Um, mm-hmm. You all reconvene. Yep. Titania, what you doing? Are you are you just gonna take go take them all to Vanneville? Are you what are you doing? What are you wanting to do? Um, yeah, I think um, it well, Ithram, did you want to? We're s- saying something about trying to see more of it. Um, I don't know what more there is to see. Uh, but we can try and see about a tour. Um. Or we could just go on to Elhanador. Elhanador's nice. Yes. Uh, no, uh, I still have uh, much to pour over these scrolls. So if we can come back later, this is uh, fine with me. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if my, sis- my sister may not be here the next time we come by. Uh, was he, was he like giving those scrolls spare? Because it, because you know, scribing them, yeah, expends the scroll. So yeah, he's got he's got scrolls too. He have I have two scrolls. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. yeah. I've just re- I've just been reading over them. He doesn't have the gold to scribe them, but he has the scrolls. Correct. So. <clears throat> and Gent make a history check to see what he might know of Ilhanador. Obviously, he's never been, but sure, give me a history check. Ilhanador. Twenty-four. Um, well, the twenty-four Ilhanador is uh, it's a it is a wood elf city, uh, primarily okay. populated by wood elves. Um, it uh, the you know that basically the structures of Ilhanador are kind of like tree houses, but like the world's most elaborate tree houses, where they. L- it, it's something that you really have to experience, but you've never been there yourself. You know that they are, um, they are the furthest sort of um, west. In they're sort of like the the, the westernmost point of the uh, Tyrian Empire, mm-hmm. um, and they you don't really know much more beyond that. Really, you've never been there. Okay. You know that the well. like the the, the the what the big key the big key phrase of Ilhanador is that uh, the their 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 um, architecture uh, seems to seems to defy certain principles of physics. Okay. Well, I'm game for a transit unless there's any objections from anybody. Yeah. I assume it's somewhere we can drive the wagon, correct? They mentioned. Yeah, they can transport the wagon along with us. Um, 
and there's space we can leave it somewhere. Yeah, it won't be a problem. Link. All right. Sorry, I'm looking up. A, I'm looking up a term. Okay, so you go find you go try to find Vanderbilt. Yep. You are all eventually led up to that observation room again, um, which you're, you're led into because it's not particularly top secret at the moment. Um, and you you see Fanavel is there with a few other researchers, and they seem to have given in the other room. You can all see they have put a table uh, with a series of magical artifacts on it, and Adam is just sort of sitting in a chair, looking at them. And you you come in as he picks one up. This looks like it's a uh, this is a quiver. Um, uh, it's uh, a quiver that has way more things in it than it should. Based on it's one of these um one of the quivers that can hold like sixty arrows, plus mm-hmm. twenty javelins and etc. Um, mm. and he sort of looks at it, picks it up, looks at it, turns it around in his hands. Then reaches over and uh, 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 grabs one of the seams, one of the like the stitching marks, and just un- just pulls the just one big tug and pulls the stitching out of this magic item, which just falls apart. And there's a there is a there is a uh, 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 sort of a pile of arrows that just sort of spills out of it as he disassembles this magical item. Well, <laughs> Kent just sort of goes, ah! Fenivel with a notebook, just sort of muttering to herself. Uh, you get the you get the idea from her mutterings that from their research, they determined that he somehow has the ability to cause faults to exist in magic items that he can then exploit. It's not necessarily that these faults existed in the first place, but through his inspection, he can cause these faults to exist and then destroy the item. He finds the weak link and he punches down. Nope, punches up. There, it's the word I wanted to use. <laughs> punches through. <laughs> punches through. Through, <laughs> yep. There's just a lot of punching. Yes. Yes, but just a lot of punching. <laughs> I'm certain they have. They know exactly how much that was worth. But uh, fine of all, we uh, just we're gonna like... do the teleportation. Um, can you send us? Yeah. Um, give me one second, and she jots something down really quick in her notebook, closes it, puts it down, looks at the others. Uh, continue the tests. See if there's an upper limit to what kind of magic items he can disassemble. Uh, and she turns and walks towards you guys. Yes, uh, we'll head down to the the teleportation circles in the basement. Um, so we will head that way. If you've just got extra things that you're trying to offload, we can. I mean, we have cards. Take them off your hands. Uh, we have an artificer on hand, unfortunately, that creates things specifically for testing. They're not just spare. Ah. Hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to repeat testing for, you know, things. Yes. 
as you as, as she leads you out, you see him beginning to disassemble. Uh, yes, yes. Discuss like bye, Adam. Oh. <laughs> sorry, it's like what is what what is going on? Um, Nikki just doing articulating what Scuzz does with his entire body, which is waving with both hands and everything <laughs> else. Buddy, <laughs> that doesn't seem to be a reaction. Doesn't seem like he can see you. Uh, from this room, uh, oh. but as as you're, oh sorry, Aaron. I'm just I'm just describing what's happening as you're leaving. So there's something you want to say first. Um, I'm not spending dubious knowledge on this because I feel like I burn it in the first five minutes of every episode. Uh, <laughs> but with that slight bit of additional information, still doesn't seem connected to my thing the stuff adam can do no it doesn't it doesn't like that was not someone's project at okay. no 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 this seems to be from just just from the this sort of the cursory glance at it this seems to be an innate property of him he that is unique you've never seen this before um right. as long as it's not shockingly familiar that's what no. i care about correct it is not yeah, as you guys are as you guys are are, are heading out, you see him uh, uh, disassembling a magic dagger in oh. in ways that you should not be able to. Bummer. Fadwell takes you out. Uh, you, last time you walked through the hallways, it was dark, and it, you know there wasn't quite as much uh, uh, detail that was able to be picked out, and also people were tired and going to sleep. This time, this time you see the Arc the Arcana Mysterium at a much more bustling pace. While this is uh, a college, it's also a research institute. So you you see several you know groups of people at various places testing various things as you are led through the building heading towards the teleportation circle room um there seems at the moment most people seem to be you know experimenting with gravity you there are lots of people recreating uh you know the 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 uh null gravitational fields that have these that have these sections of land floating up you also see people you know experimenting with increasing gravity by as you're walking past one particular room you see somebody casting a spell and then the floor just sort of caves in as if it was impacted by a massive force um Ithram definitely stops and watches so whenever something that happens while he's walking by you guys will have to like He'll stop and watch if you guys just keep walking. You'll have to come back and get him. <laughs> Drag him back along. Um, you also see... Uh, come on, Arisa. We got to move. But, I go but, slower so that you have more time to watch things. Cause... There are also rooms where people are, are tinkering with some amount of artifice. Uh, there are some people that are putting together magic items and, and, and experimenting with how exactly they interact in certain functions. Uh, there are there seems to be a couple of graviturges that are e- experimenting with what happens when you increase the mass of a bullet as it's being fired. Um, <laughs> oh, are they? <laughs> Someone's fading. 
you sort of you walk past you hear a gunshot and as you look you see this this you know sort of normal normal sized uh, musket ball uh, has impacted apparently with the force of a boulder looking at the impact looking at sort of the impact uh, 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 fractures of the of the far wall that they're using to test just kind of elbows Ithram. Oh, yes, we're definitely coming back here later. Yes, this is very, very interesting place. <laughs> and then, of course, you also All pass right. by. <laughs> you also pass by, you know, uh, classrooms where people are being taught and people are going, you know, going through lectures and, and, and studies. Eventually, after about 20 minutes, you, you manage to find your way to the teleportation circle room, uh, which seems to be both their teleportation circle and also a room where they practice casting certain spells like teleportation circle so students who are who are learning the spell can come here and and learn it um there are a couple of different books and and wall scrolls that you know show the various interactions of aether uh and how you manipulate them to form this kind of conjuration magic Fennevel, uh walks over to what seems to be a podium on the far side of the, uh, the far side of the uh, um, circle and pulls out a couple of tools. Okay, um, yes, we need to get your wagon here, and she just uh, raises a wand. Uh, this wooden, uh, long wooden uh, wand with a purple uh, gem embedded in the pommel of it. Uh, flicks her wrist and a hole in reality opens up as she forms an arcane gate between here and the courtyard uh, where the your wagon is waiting. Uh, if whoever wants to go grab your horses and wagon would go ahead and do so. We'll get you all in the teleport station circle and send you on the way. Ethram will step through the gate and start getting the horses hooked up to the cart or the wagon. There is, there's an amount of, um, going through somebody's arcane gate or going through anybody's, like, teleportation feels slightly different based on the person because it's their ether creating the thing. As you step through Fanavel's arcane gate, you get this weird peppiness. Like, you just feel <laughs> a little bit more peppy than you did previously as you walk through it. <laughs> Uh, but you hook up the horses, you get the wagon all ready, and you lead them back through. I click my heels. <laughs> <laughs> Please let us get Ithram some ruby red slippers. Preferably after we smush somebody with the house. Yep, yep. Yes. As you get everything back in, the, the arcane gate closes, and the teleportation circle awaits. You all pile in. Yep. Right, so we're going to Ilhanador. Uh, going to uh, uh, Grandfather's estate. She says, yes. looking at Tanya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I believe yes. Here are the coordinates. She says, uh, opening up a book and flipping through it. I lean in. So, question: What are what should we be expecting here? Um. <laughs> Yes, it's... actually, that is a very good question. Are they the sort of pinchy cheeks type grandparents, or the sort of judge you imperiously from afar type grandparents? Or uh, I don't know. Oh if no, he's really nudists fun. or what? <laughs> like, 
Like, what what are we? What exactly are we getting ourselves into? Well, he's an archfey. He was. Wait, what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and my grandma's uh, uh, an Asimar. I'm sorry. Also, what? <laughs> uh, specifically, your grandmother is an Asimar of of um, Mardok. Um, oh, this is fascinating. And the last time your brother, the last time your brother visited, uh, Brava uh, suplexed him into the garden. <laughs> They're great, actually. When you say Archface, Gus tugs on your your robe a little bit, and he's uh, like, Do you, "Are you related to Bobo Yogurt?" <laughs> no, I've never heard of that before. Sorry. No, it's fine. She's an Archfey. They called a kindly grandmother or something and like made gingerbread cookies for us one time. Oh. But maybe she doesn't exist here. I don't know. Your memories are showing again. <laughs> they are, they are, this is increasingly annoying. The only thing I can count on, he holds up his plate, is this. <laughs> <laughs> Glad it helps. Damn it. <laughs> Now I want to know whether or not the art show is actually called Bobo Yogurt or Scuzz is just misremembering Baba Yaga. Scuzz cannot pronounce Baba Yaga's name to save his life. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Tanya, darling, did, yeah. did, did it not occur to you to perhaps, you know, mention this before this moment? No, they're my family. <laughs> That's that's entirely understandable. But mm-hmm. that said, if I were to, if, 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 you know what? It's not even worth it. That's fine. It is. It's not fine, but it is what it is. Fine. There is an audible ripple in the air as one side of the teleportation circle shears reality into a door. Uh, and through the other side, you can see a garden. Bye, I'll miss you. I give Fenival a big hug, and then I dash off through the portal. Hugs back. Well, death goes yeah. through the portal. And Ghent is right on their heels. Well, I'm not walking back to Taram alone, so I guess I'm going through a portal to go meet Right? I've got two scrolls in the wagon. Bye, guys. No, I'm just kidding. I got two. <laughs> like, See ya. That was it. Itram got what he came <laughs> yeah. to Ram for. The party. Yeah, let's just that. All right. I'm assuming Scuzz also goes through. He does, uh, but he has one parting thing he leaves the Arcanum with. And that is the sounds of I die, yeah, it's my little butterfly. Just because <laughs> he taps the plate. <laughs> and they get the first three seconds and the last three seconds appear when we get to wherever we're going. <laughs> no. Ariel no, finally is just like vacation to making me regret this. <laughs> after everybody through Ariel just sort of inches her nose it's like fine at least he didn't play it in the middle of the night when he wasn't asleep (laughs) the portal closes behind you you all find yourself standing in the midst of a large arboreum 
Um, there are a wide variety of wild uh, plant life just growing. Uh, it seems like there there is there is the barest like uh, the barest accommodation of order uh, in in this place where things are, are 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 have been were planted and then just allowed to grow however they desired. Um, it gives it very much this uh, unlike unlike the druidic forest of Taram, where it was very much an orderly assortment of variety. Uh, this is just nature overgrowing in places where probably shouldn't, might not be structurally sound, but is doing so. Uh, wild assortment of plants and animals. You see, uh, uh, there are, there is a small, um, what's the pack, isn't it? A small pack of fox cubs, like, sort of nestled into, nestled into the brush over on one area. There are squirrels jumping and chasing each other all over the place. Butterflies and and various other uh, uh, smaller uh, life just flitting about in this entirely just alive arboreum uh and as you come through and as the plate stops playing for those last three seconds uh you this you are greeted to the sound of nature and also a violin being expertly played somewhere in the arboreum which gets generally drowned out either by the genera- three seconds of I and the little butterfly. <laughs> Gen- generally, it's a leash or a skulk of foxes. Mm. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> a, a skulk of foxes. It's that mm. way. Ta-da! We're here. Okay. Um. Let's see. Are there... Tanya, are there any yeah. unexpected rules? Um, Things to keep in mind. Um. Well, my grandfather—you can't always—he so, things he says aren't always true. So he's Just, a grandfather. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Do I have anything else? Uh, <laughs> is there any? Is there any particular mention reason that you would mention that? Is this normal, like, sometimes people tell lies, or is this no, particularly this is, significant in some way? He's got very good stories. They're very, very good. They're, you should ask him how he left the Feywild. It's an excellent one. Um, but... Uh, Anything. You don't have you 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 have never been you have never had any sort of like specific unique rules imposed upon you by them. You know that you know that our our mirror might have because you don't know why he got suplexed by your grandmother, but you just know he got suplexed by your grandmother. <laughs> that um, might just be him. That might have just been him, though. <laughs> Uh, you're not Brava Brava and Philanderil are very much live life as it comes at you kinds of people so you're, you don't really have any expectation of specific rules yeah no but beyond besides that it's just you know be polite uh, and yeah it'll be fine uh I'm simply trying to ascertain whether the definition of polite here 
matches with the definition of polite everywhere else around. Because I think so. Extra dimensional creatures sometimes have different definitions of commonly accepted. He got he got exiled a while ago. It's fine. Oh look, more interesting information <laughs> to observe about this situation. Okay. Yeah, he got he got. It, that's why you should ask him the story. It's a very he likes telling that story. It's a good one. Basic insight venison. check. <clears throat> basic venison. Yep. Venison. Here it is. <laughs> yep, yep. No, this is definitely insight check time. Fair. 16. Okay. Uh, hold on just a second. Carolina uh, wants to try and remember actual fey rules as opposed to trusting Catania. The basic, the basic <laughs> give me a, here. Give me a uh, re- either a religion or nature role for that, Carolina. Basic premise I'm gathering here is remember that we are guests, and in particular, guests of an archbay and someone who is mated to an archbay. And that's... Yeah, Nikki has to remember, like, Scuzz is a dum-dum. He don't know... (laughs) He's dealt with archbay three times now, and he still forgets, don't eat the food. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) So, Titania very much wants you to ask that story, mostly because it'll be really amusing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> amusing how? Amusing in the sense that she gets to hear the story again, and he tells it really well, and also, you might be, uh, you might... It'll be funny to see he, you. He might use you. It. He might use you in demonstration sometimes. No! <laughs> <laughs> It's funny to see your reaction, mostly. By the way, that's a twenty-two on the religion. Uh, that was specifically for for what again? Sorry. Uh, fey rules. Fey rules. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, always check the hand for buzzers. Uh, you know, it's sort of the the things are not always as they seem when you when dealing with fey. Uh, accepting food is potentially dangerous. Um, you know, uh. uh don't agree to anything ever because no matter what no matter how clearly you think you've got the guidelines there will be something in there that trips you up uh yeah you you have a pretty good base understanding of how to deal with Faye typically so in that case carolina well you're sort of at the back of the group don't eat anything don't accept food or favor there's don't agree and a commitment and generally be respectful all your senses will lie to you oh good somebody has useful information in this situation now come now that only applies when we're at home you hear a voice say from like three inches to your left (laughs) and that that violin is still playing somewhere in the background pleasure to meet you uh, turning towards the voice, you see a uh, figure standing at about 6-2. Uh, um, hang on. Uh, uh, green, almost leaf-like hair styled into a very short pompadour. Um, horns 
uh, horns starting uh, at the sort of at the temples and going back uh, uh, behind the head, wrapped in vine, wrapped in thorn vines. Uh, a bare torso uh, that is covered in green and uh, green and sort of olive uh, fur and skin. Uh, from the waist down, satyr legs and tail. Uh, wearing a variety of plant life as uh, uh, plant life and uh, clothing uh, sort of woven together like sort of wearing like uh, uh, while the top half is bare the the lower half is covered in a skirt-esque thing but the skirt is also like interwoven with vines and leaves and there is a bird's nest like uh, attached to his tail which is this little you know small cedar goat tail that is sort of hanging off of his tail, constantly swinging, and there are indeed a, a small clutch of baby birds in the t- in the nest. And grandfather, Titania, it's so lovely to see you. He says, just picking you up and squeezing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the violin that you've been hearing the entire time continues to play, hovering about three feet away from him. Hmm. And you must introduce me to all of your guests. Yes. Well, first, this is Valdeth Stonebeard. Jarl Valdeth Stonebeard, my fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puts Titania have... down, offers a hand towards Valdeth. Valdeth kind of looks to see if anything is in the hand for a second. There's nothing in the hand. And then shakes the hand. He takes the hand, turns it up, leans down, kisses the back of your hand. A pleasure to meet you. You as well. Uh, Geralt of Marduk? Uh, Gentmanar. Actually, we're in family company. Okay. Uh, our gunslinger. Um, Pleasure to meet you as well, Gent of Marduk. <laughs> as he just sort of combines the two names. Holds a hand out to you as well. Uh, Gent will just extend his and see what happens. Same thing. Grabs it, turns it, right. kisses it. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Scuzz Buckets, our noble rogue. Ah, from the Bucket Street, I assume. Yes, sir, I am. One of it's my a favorite to places. Be in your house, you've been to Bucket Street. Oh, I've been many, many times in many, many guises. Hands a hand out to you. Uh, Scuzz will shake it, and then he's like, I. <laughs> I have a gift for you. Okay. And, he and a plate. similarly, <laughs> similarly with the with everyone, as he does with everyone else, grabs the hand, turns it, leans down, kisses. Aww, he is so much taller. He is so much <laughs> taller than you. You're not certain how he's able to reach it, but he does without any sort of extra effort. Bless him. Bend at the waist all the way down. <laughs> you bend at the knees as well. Yeah, no. Scuzz hands him the plate. He's like, there you go. If you tap it, it plays a, a wonderful song. He the grabs, song of my people. <laughs> he, he he takes it. He does you know the you know the, the uh, plate spin that they do plate that plate spinners yeah. do? He does that but on his finger rather than on a pole. Yeah. Taps it and as it begins <laughs> to play, he sort of smiles and a crowd of butterflies just sort of emerge from behind his horns. Yes. <laughs> they weren't They're hiding terrible. behind his horns, they just appeared from behind his horns. Yeah. Ithram Valar, who is from very far away and is a wizard. Ooh, wizards. Those are my favorite guests. 
holds a hand out to Ethram. Wow. Okay. Is it? Uh, like a curt half bow and then holds out his hand to same thing turns kisses uh moves on to the next uh carolina who is very good at getting angry (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) tanya just sort of like runs up to the dock and stops it's like wait there's no more dock left A barbarian. I don't actually know anything about her. Uh, Carolina will smile, nod, shake, extend hand if offered. Um, I'm the guard. Same, same thing. Uh, ooh, you have an aura of intrigue and mystery around you. I like it. Thank you very much. And last but not least, Ariel, our other gun-toting person. <laughs> other gun. I like how I like how the spells. The, by the way, the spell slinger is the gunslinger, and I'm yes. just the gun-toting person. <laughs> Despite being the gunslinger, who's yes. the actual gunslinger? <laughs> <laughs> Tanya doesn't know these terms. It's good. I, I'm fine with this. Introduced with like. This person's full name and location of origin. <laughs> well, Ariel hasn't told me your last name. I've asked. <laughs> that is correct. Yep. John. Extends a hand out. Yep. Kisses your hand. And as he kisses the back of your hand, Esmine in the back of your head makes a sound. Oh, don't you start. <laughs> like, it's a sound you've never heard Esme make before. <laughs> It feels almost like he's tickling her, but she doesn't have a form to be tickled. It's weird. (laughs) I took psychic damage listening to that. (laughs) Someone while they flirt or whatever. Like it, he hasn't done anything as far as you can tell, but his presence seems to be doing something to Esme. Lovely, lovely to meet and all of, of you. Yes, and of course our cart and the horses. He 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 shakes the horses by the hooves and gives them a kiss on the hoof as well. Beautiful. Because they were introduced to him, and that's apparently <laughs> how he says hello to everybody. I love it. <laughs> What brings you to our wondrous part of the country? I had some questions for you and grand- Grandmama, actually, uh, about some of the uh, first relatives. Ah, well, Brava should be getting back from her expedition any time now. Would you like to come and join me in welcoming her back? Sure. <laughs> Follow me. Where was she? Oh, out hunting some very dangerous uh, creatures in the river. Well, I say Ooh. river, in the channel. Exciting. Come, you'll see. It'll be Channel's literally the big section of water that runs east-west, right? Yeah. Just yeah. north of Durham. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, the river. Yeah, the river. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he cried himself. Yeah, Desolation Bay, the channel. Yes. <laughs> it, it continues on further. It's just that section is called Desolation Bay. Because it's yeah. directly across. Anyways. Uh, he leads you uh, up 
past some of the trees onto what appears to be an observation deck um, of the Arboreum. And as you get there, you sort of get, uh, for the first time, you get a fairly clear view of where this building is situated. Uh, so Ilhanador is built into the forest along the cliff face. If you all recall, the uh, the plateau of Tur- the the Tyrian plateau is built on a cliff face. So like there is no there is no actual like coastline. It's all straight drop into the Desolation Bay and then into the ocean on the other side. And there are elevator docks. Uh, basically, all you know anywhere that there is a dock, there there's like a lift that goes up and down. Uh, Dilhanador is no different in that respect. However, um, the the houses are all built in and around the trees in such a way that they maintain tensegrity, uh, which is uh, tensegrity for people that might not know is a property of physics where uh, the tensile strength of an object is enough to keep it up even when it shouldn't be. if you've ever seen any of those like impossible structures where they take two uh two slightly awkward uh triangles and hang them off of each other in such a way that only one point is touching the ground but they're perfectly balanced and stay standing when they look like they shouldn't that's the property of tensegrity yeah um and that seems to be how they have built the entirety of this city. As you look around and you see floating houses that seem to be dangling just just like straight uh, horizontally off the trunk of a tree or off of a branch of these massive giant trees that that are surrounding Ilhanador or from collection or, or sort of in the midst of collections of them. Um Lots of rounded figures and uh, and multi-story buildings that just sort of hang on off and around these trees, going from the canopy all the way down to the ground. This particular uh, home sits about halfway up a tree trunk, um, and has and you sort of see further down the building extends further down all the way down to the cliff face where there is an elevator. Um, Looking down, you see a there is a fairly large ship docked in the uh, sort of docked at the base of the cliffs directly below this ship, and hanging off the mast is what has to be the largest shark any of you have ever seen. Um, Whoa! The ship is the ship is about um, the ship is a. Uh, like a brigantine, it's two two masts, uh, uh, fairly long, uh, and the shark is the length of the mast. Like it is tied up at the top of the mast and hangs down to the deck. Cool. That's a really big shark. That would be Brava's ship. Wow, she's hunting that thing. Yes, she always likes a good challenge. Uh. Well, if it's here in dock, she's probably already on her way back up, so we should take that door, he says, pointing at a arch in it, uh, sort of a, a naturally forming arch in the trees of the Arboreum. There's no door there. Okay. I'll walk through it. And again, right. we'll walk where indicated, yeah. Yep. Yeah. As you walk through this archway, you find yourself in what appears to be a very well-appointed lounge uh, that was definitely not on the other side of that uh, the, that tree uh, when you first started walking through it. Um, 
there is uh, several couches and seats and tables and tea that has already been set uh, set out and prepared for anybody who would like to have a cup. Um, some snacks available on, on in various places. A fireplace that is lit and ready to go. Um, several very comfortable couches. Uh, and a door that is currently open and leads out onto what looks like a dock. Well, I'm going to go out and uh, meet her, but if you want to, I have told them a little bit. I teased them about how you got, uh, how you came to be here instead of back in the Feywild. Ah, the reason I for think my they'd exile. enjoy it. It is such a thrilling tale, but... I could tell it again if people are interested. Lisa looks around at the group of you. Gent will just nod, but not open his mouth. (laughs) 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 Well, in a far off corner of the Feywild, there was once a very lovely dryad and naiad princess. Uh, dryad princess and a naiad princess. Due to be married, the ceremony was lavish and festive. There were creatures from all corners of the Feywild and from several other planes invited. Uh, particularly in the case of the naiad, there were several water, several water elementals present who were of sufficiently high standing for a royal wedding, as it were. I, of course, being one of the ruling archfey at the time, was also invited, asked to stand in ceremony over the court, over the joining of two lovely people. Uh, Over the course of the festivities prior to the wedding, you see, a wedding is not truly a wedding unless you have had several days of Bacchanal beforehand, I managed to find my my way, well, to put it gently, uh, into... Hang on, let me find the thing real quick. I had to remember exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> been a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the night prior to the wedding, the fifth night of Bacchanal, I managed to find my way into the premarital bed of the Dryad Princess purely through consenting party and uh, imbibing of a variety of delicious substances, of course. And, well, the father of the bride, the other bride, the father of the naiad, I should say, was a uh, water elemental of some, of some political pull and power and did not like the idea that his daughter's bride would be sullied in such a manner. Of course, trying to explain that all denizens of the Feywild share a bed with another at some point or time didn't satisfy the old water brute, unfortunately, and, well, politics and an occasional interplanar war or struggle aside, it was decided that it would be best if I were to hang up the laurel, as it were, and find my way to a new plane. Let me Material plane was such a place of such wondrous physicality that I figured that might be a good place for me to hang up my stirrups, as it were. And of course, then I met Brava, and the rest is history. 
you forgot the you forgot the uh the story of the um uh the part where where it was like I, I can't remember there was like this field you forgot that that's different this time well as with the Feywild stories are meant to be changed my darling mm-hmm. it's a good one though <laughs> He sort of smiles, and as he smiles, and as he as he finishes talking, for any of you that cared, uh, <laughs> uh, the door that was already open is opened a little bit more as a lo- fairly large figure steps into it. Um, this person is definitively uh, an, an ASMR. You can you have those telltale signs uh, of an ASMR in the slightly otherworldly glow and also a physicality that is godlike in proportions and design. And you can all very clearly tell this is an ASMR of Marduk. She stands a little bit taller than Philanderil, who is about six three. So she stands about six five, six six. Um, is heavily muscled and broad of build, uh, has a very strong jawline, green eyes, red hair that, f- red hair that is, uh, partially braided and flows down to about, uh, to about her waist, uh, and clad in this emerald and gold, uh, armor that seems to have been polished almost to a mirror finish, uh, dragging behind her a great sword that is the size of Valdeth. Um, uh, which I mean, so my great sword, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, dragging behind her that that's sort of just resting easily at her hand as she ducks into the room, looks around, sees Titania, puts the great sword to the side. Titania, you didn't send a message saying you were going to be here. I didn't, it was sort of spur of the moment. I was over, uh, uh, over with, uh, God, I'm forgetting my character's backstory names. Uh, Fanavel. And uh, she said she could send us here. So I thought, why would I pass up the opportunity to see my dear grandmother? She picks you up with both hands, tosses you into the air like a child. (laughs) You come this close to hitting the ceiling and then catches you. Yeah. (laughs) It's so lovely to see you. How is your brother doing? Uh, last I saw him, he was fine. Is he behaving? Probably. Good. Just want to make sure. Just set you down. Mm-hmm. And Fanavel's doing well? Yes. Mm-hmm. And how's the little They're one? Too- hmm? And how is the little one? She's wonderful. Good. Uh, Philanderil uh, looks over your shoulder at her. Darling, this is uh, Valdeth, Ghent, Skaz, Ithram, Carolina, and Ariel. Uh, all members of Titania's little band of mercenaries. We're called the Steelhearts. She looks at you for a second, nods approvingly at that name. <laughs> well, what brings you all here, then? Well... Uh, we've been having some weird stuff happening with the group. Uh, we had time stop on us once and, uh, we went and talked to, uh, the Weaveborn, uh, back, back in Taram. And he said that it might be 
something to do with someone interfering with my divine blood that got active, my divine powers that got activated when the stuff happened. Hmm. And he said I should at, go and uh, get in touch with the uh, first reborn of the emperor. They might know. They might be able to stop it. But uh, to, uh, I don't know. Um, Funavel said that the second one was in Tehran, but she didn't know where, and I don't know either. And she said, you might know where the other, the first and the third are, and or where, uh, where Amelina's door has gone. Because... <laughs> I don't know. I lost track of it. Hmm. Uh, Brava sort of puts a hand on to, hand to her chin and sort of thinks for a minute. Well, I know that grandmother's door. Uh, I don't know where it is precisely, but I know how you can find it. We have. Um, uh, there's a pouch. Uh, f uh, Philanderl, and he he thinks for a second, snaps his fingers, and then there's a pouch in his hand, uh, and he tosses it over to you, Tanya. Okay. Uh, if you open, Catch it. if you open that up into Ram, there are fireflies in it that should guide you to the door. Though, oh. keep track of them because they do get lost easily. Ah, scout flies. <laughs> and by get lost, I mean you will lose them, not they will get lost. I should clarify. Okay. As for the others, I know the third one is somewhere in core, if I recall correctly, Philandril says. Uh, I believe he deals with some sort of archive or another. I'm not, I'm not 100% familiar. I've never met him in person, but this is simply from conversations that I've had with others. Like a library? Some sort of library, yes. Some some sort of magical flimflam or another. Uh, Core. As to the second born, well, the second born uh, is the Archbishop, I believe, of Taram. Oh. Yes. Yes, I believe the Archbishop is uh, is this, is your second born. Uh, the first one I never met. Philanderil says. Rava con con uh, concurs with that. All right. Okay. Yes, I can't... I've... For some reason, I cannot think of the names of either of them. Which is weird. That's typically my thing. And he, the 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 satyr-like uh, former archfey, just tilts his head as he as he as he seems to be having an epiphany. This is what happens to you mortals when you leave the Feywild. Fascinating. Hmm. Gent just gives a very expressive sort of deno. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it gets weird crossings. Okay. Um, thanks. 
Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Um, well, then clearly you're going to have to stay and help me skin this thing. She says, thumbing her, thumbing her, uh, uh Brava says, thumbing <laughs> over her shoulder towards the door where the ship is. I can do that. Guess what? I can, I think I can turn into something like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> okay. She's going to head back out of the dock. I'll, I'll head out too. Um, uh, I'll actually before, um, we were hoping, uh, to, uh, back to, uh, philanthropy. We were hoping, uh, you might have a way to send us back with a teleportation back to Taram. Oh, we're certainly. kind of on timeline and thanks. Certainly yeah. I can get you back there very easily. He says, tapping the plate again. And as the song begins to play, more <laughs> butterflies come out from behind his horns. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. Uh, I'm heading out. Oh, please, the rest of you, make yourselves at home. There's plenty of food and drink to have. Don't worry. This is not the Feywild. Eating the food is not dangerous. Inside. Still not necessarily <laughs> a magic thing, but I do want to try and fact check that. Go ahead and give me insight checks. Uh, well, sure, I'll roll it. It doesn't, yes, change, it doesn't change what I'm going to do, but... I'll tell you how easy it is to inside an archway. Yeah. Well, yeah, which is why I, I wanted factual magic information. I, I will try the inside, though. 21. Not that it matters, but that's a decent roll. I'll, I'll take that 14. I will have used one of my inspirations. <laughs> This is fine. <laughs> as far as any of you are aware, he is telling the truth. Woo! Or like you said, it doesn't change any 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 plans that I have. Yeah, no, I figured it is. respect. Um, uh, no insult me meant. I am simply not hungry. Fair enough. The scuzz begin eating. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Food was put in front of him. <laughs> food the other person that usually gobble. eats the instant food is in front of them is not eating. <laughs> um, Caroline is not angry enough for her stomach to override her judgment. Yeah. You're also suspicious of my family. My goodness. Scott <laughs> is absolutely eating everything that gets put in front of him. He's like, hey, amazing. my ancestor is a god and also this archfey and also this ace, powerful Asimar who just killed a shark. Right. <laughs> Perfectly normal family to be non-suspicious of. Yeah. Scott, you seem to have found a plate of cream puffs that are constantly refilling. Uh-oh. <laughs> Trade one plate for another. <laughs> this is my new plate. This, this is, is mine your new now. Favorite plate. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like you just shovel, like you shovel cream puffs into your mouth, and it never stops. Just Meanwhile, is currently playing the chubby bunny game with these cream puffs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't stop. You're gonna get sick. No, I won't. <laughs> Meanwhile, in 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 Ariel's head, she thinks, "I said I'm not hungry, not thirsty. That's a different thing." <laughs> I'm having breakfast and um, having a fruit salad. <laughs> Supposedly made of grapes. Somewhat quietly to get 
it's probably fine. It's not like Scuzz is actually alive. <laughs> wow. Ow. Whoa. <laughs> Okay. We mentioned before the string life filter is dead today. No, that's so good. Oh my god. There is certainly wine as well if you'd like to partake, Ariel. Can I give Aaron inspiration? Uh, I have to write this down. <laughs> I said there is also wine set out if you'd like. That wasn't the thirst that I know. was being discussed. I know. I just also know your characters. <laughs> yes, that's also fair. But judgment. And will definitely have a glass of wine. <laughs> like how Gint slowed down on that nine and only that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the first slowdown of the episode, and it's someone declaring their intent to have more wine. <laughs> Uh, in the back of your head, Ariel, as I mean, is just f- very fluttery. Like, yeah. you're not getting any dialogue from her. It is really yeah. weird. <laughs> you're just getting feelings. Helping. I don't want feelings. I tried to sever those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when a deva of the of the goddess of love meets an archfey right. whose domain was pleasure. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> hi, daddy. Hey. <laughs> oh, no, not that specific thing, please. <laughs> no, God, no, not like that. Anyways, so Titania, you head out onto the onto mm-hmm. the dock, and yep. you see there is a crew of there are a crew of wood elves uh, on the ship that are currently doing their best to figure out how the fuck they get this thing down. Um. <laughs> A wide variety of wide variety of colors all over the place. Uh, as as I've as I've probably described before, wood elves uh, ha- take on the see sort of the skin tone and textures of plants. So several of uh, so most of the wood elves have a skin tone akin to bark. Uh, a variety of different browns and reds and a couple of yellows, uh, with hair that is much more like leaves and plant and grass. So lots of greens and reds and yellows and they're just sort of figuring out what the fuck we're supposed to do as Bravo <laughs> walks towards the ship yep I am following behind she looks over at you so you can turn into that she says pointing at the megalodon I I don't I don't think I get that big but yes watch and I will turn into a, the largest shark I possibly can which is a question now that I realize I probably should have figured out uh I think I can do what's my wild shape uh one uh it's half and I think I can turn into a into a shark of some sort at the very least um a reef shark. There we go. That seems appropriate. So I turn into a reef shark and I... Just like on like, the dock? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, all of a sudden there's a reef shark on the dock outside of water. Yes. Yeah. Actually, Carolina was sort of looking over <laughs> probably to Valdeth or Ghent. She's going to do that here, isn't she? Probably. Bravo looks down 
puts a foot out and just pushes you off the dock into the water <laughs> as you're flopping. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then I realized that I'm okay. And okay. You're, fine. you're in the water. <laughs> that push had the had just the non-verbal sensation of bless your heart. Kicked <laughs> you into the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I like swim. I probably do like a circuit around the ship, and then I uh, head back. And I'm gonna try and launch myself out, and then in midair, turn back into me, and like stand. On- That's my intention: is to land on the deck okay. triumphantly. Give me a strength check as the okay. shark. As the shark. As the shark. Okay. Here we go. Um. Oop. Sorry, I did that a bunch of times. You did, 13 is and the first you whispered one. all of them to me. I, uh, thirteen. I did. Well, they they whisper the monsters too, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, we'll say thirteen is enough. So yeah, you 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 launch yourself up and then in the wild shape as you're above and and you keep going a little bit because changing your wild shape doesn't stall your momentum. But yep. Brava reaches out, grabs you by the by the shoulder, and puts you on the dock before you go back into the water. <laughs> Ta-da! That is very impressive, granddaughter. I love it. <laughs> you might consider not turning into a fish until you're in the water next time, but other than that. Yeah. But with, with all of the tone of thanks, that's a thing. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Look, Titania's very excited about it. Brava um, is a very patient grandmother. <laughs> your granddaughter has just handed you the equivalent of like a scribble drawing and insisted that it's a the thing you you do. Magic is very new to her. Yes, this is totally it. Okay. Uh yeah. So I can do that, and then I also have these these like spore things that happen. It's very weird. It sounds very interesting. I, does it come in handy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Uh, I mean, the rest of the group doesn't like me to get too close when we're fighting stuff, but... She sort of takes... She looks at that and just sort of like... Her eyes sort of do this, this like, thinking motion. Like... Don't... Do you not fight with weapons? Uh, yeah, but you need I to get close, don't do... you? Yeah, uh huh. I have si- I I have sickles. Um, but they when we when most of the we were on actually we we uh went and helped out at the uh at the uh the light wall. We fought off uh like these hordes of things coming across from the other side, and um. Well, they were trying to fix the the like beacon things, right? That that maintain it. Yes. And um, kind of uh, sort of ran off toward the front line a little bit, and well, apparently that's where you should be. Yeah, that's one way. Uh huh. Another Not way to put it so... is that she ran solo directly <laughs> into the horde without allies and had to be rescued. We're outside. Yeah, I was like, says the person who's inside. Instead yeah. of being patient and allow relying on our strategy to <laughs> let them get bottlenecked. 
Oh no, Carolina was out there watching this. Oh because... yeah. Oh, you were. Oh okay. Yeah. I yeah. was making snarky comments. Oh okay. About your shark I, I, I thought you all were inside still. Sorry. Uh, some some of us might be. I think Scuzz has been waylaid by pastries, but yes, pastries. No, will not I thought stop this, this would guy. be hilarious, so I came out to watch and also yeah, your for sure other ancestors and Archfey. So stay away. <laughs> yeah, getting away from that at the moment. That's yes, fair. Sure. Okay, cool, cool. Sorry, I, I misunderstood. It's good. Um, yeah, but so I'm mostly just doing um, casting. Well, I help heal. Fighting on the front line is honorable and a very good way to deal with your enemies, but you should be you should think tactically when you do so, Titania. Think about where your allies are and think about how you can best support them and also how best you can destroy your enemies. She says as she takes that great sword, grabs the megalodon by the jaw, pulls it out, aims and throws the great sword up to cut the rope that's holding it to the mast. It's just a oh. as the great sword sticks into the mast, cutting through the rope, and she catches the other end of the shark. I'm going to help from the other side. I'm probably not doing much, but I'm strong. As as Valdez comes walking out with with uh, her um, her drinking horn with a bit of wine in it, uh, the other the other primary concern is that she doesn't wear armor. And often neglects to apply a defensive spell to herself. I do wear armor, and I did the bark skin thing the last time. It's fine. <laughs> Is not fine. <laughs> you... We all have things that we can learn about being more effective as part of group. I combat. am. I am concerned for your well-being. <laughs> I'm glad you have friends that are this concerned for you, Titania. They are. They're very concerned. I would, I would like you to stay alive. You put a lot into my life, and I appreciate it. <laughs> As she shoulders this giant shark, and you grab the tail and hold it up. Mm-hmm. So where are we taking it? Inside. Okay. I'll help. She walks towards the walks back towards the door up the dock. The door, which definitely won't fit this thing. Eh, she'll figure it out. <laughs> Hey, Faith. <laughs> Ithram just sees them coming out the door and he's just grabbing a little pinch of iron waiting till they get close. And then as soon as they get closer, he just casts uh, Reduce on the shark so that they can make it through the door. The shark shrinks down. It's still massive, oh. but it is now much more easily gotten through the door. She looks over at you. Thank you. Happy to oblige. Philanderil sleep. After the week we've had, Carolina is just numb to the idea that doors actually restrict the size of things that enter them. (laughs) 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 It hasn't been an issue for literally anything we've encountered this week or so. This past few days, no, it hasn't. (laughs) I can't wait for the next time you guys fight like a golem or something that can't get through a door. It's like, (laughs) like, wait. What? <laughs> Doors have size limits? Huh? Sorry. That's no, fine. Uh, she carries it in and through another doorway in the lounge, which opens up into what appears to be some sort of meat, like sort of meat locker area. Uh, it's very cool and chill and there's, you know, various slices of meat of different kind on hooks and things and she 
puts it down onto a table, which is much larger than the fish is now. Looks over her shoulder. Could you undo that now? Yes, and then it just balloons right back out. <laughs> and she begins to descale the fish. Um, <clears throat> Philanderil, who is watching Scuzz eating these cream puffs, and is he looks like he's trying to decide which one's going to give first, the enchantment or on the plate or the goblin, and there's just a really amused look on his face. <laughs> Brava, while scaling, looks looks over at Titania. So, running out into running out in the middle of combat, but still being effective, I trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my advice would be to listen a little bit more to whoever your tactician is. Make sure you always have your allies near you. But if you're not, if you haven't, if you've been successful thus far. So long mm-hmm. as you don't get yourself hurt. Successful and then unconscious would be a great way of describing what's been happening. Successful because somebody then breaks formation to go <laughs> aid. I am perhaps not the best judge, having not been on the battle with you, but I often find myself alone in the midst of enemies on the field. So... Mm-hmm. Random guess her power set skews more towards mine than Titania's, though. Yes. <laughs> She's not the best judge for other people, is what we're saying. Fair, yeah. This is a lady who suplexes so, her own grandson. that she's like a ASMR of Mardok and not, like, Impulse or something. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, an ASMR of impulse. Fuck. <laughs> it's just me. That's my replacement character, by the way. Uh, oh goodness. I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this character yet. You have not yet, no. I'll let you know. Uh, as she continues just yelling, Flanderal. So are you all going to stay for dinner? I look at it and Velda looks at Hitania. I think that'd be lovely. Um, if we're getting sent back, then we have all the time. Uh, we don't have to even be back for like two days. So. Perhaps we could discuss it really quick as a group. Well, this looks oh. around at everyone. You act like we can go anywhere where, where the Archbay won't be able to listen in. That yeah. doesn't... You have those. That doesn't. That doesn't map to the proprieties. Thank you very much. We can go outside. I'll lead the group out on the dock, probably. Can Scuzz take the pastry plate with him? Yeah, you can. Since Scuzz has the pastry plate with him for this conversation, <laughs> I grab I one. Do like an Arcana check on his claim that Fey food outside of the Fey Wild's totally fine. Sure, go ahead. Uh, I steal one of your cream puffs, Scuzz. That's fine. Okay. There's plenty. 25. That's plenty. Oh. Um. 
like, you can do any number of things to food to make them not fine. Like, the, the biggest thing, there's nothing inherently about uh, them being outside the Feywell that makes them not Fey food. It's down to whether or not you trust Philander at this point. Really. Okay. Cool. <laughs> like the plate of constantly, the plate of constantly, re, uh, the, of constantly regenerating uh, cream puffs is definitely magical for what that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> House Jazz is not dying but yet. So it's... presumably is half of what Titania drinks on a night out in the town back in Taram. True. <laughs> I'd guess. Yep. <clears throat> Valdez is on the assumption that most everything here is fine on virtue of probably don't want to do anything too bad to family okay. and family relations. I got my in character. I got my out of character information. I think we're all assembling for a yep. group meeting on yep. the dock. Yep. You're yep. all on the dock. Nobody has followed you out. The Wood Elves continue to work on the ship that's on the dock. You don't want to stay for dinner? Are I you? want us to discuss it before the decision is unilaterally made. Okay. I will acknowledge that I am not the most comfortable here for a variety of reasons, none of which involve trust. I want to make that clear. Um, their personal discomfort levels. But... That being said, I am perfectly willing to, if everybody else wishes to to stay, to agree to that. But we have to hear everybody's opinion before that's made. So what would the rest of you prefer? Stay here or head back to Taram? We've got I've got no issue either way. Yeah, we've got two days, right, before uh, my uncle is is uh, yes. going to let us know if, if they have a job. Yep, two days. For us. So. Yep. We've got we've got the time. I don't mind either way. Spending time with family is valuable if you value your family. Which I see you seem to. I As long as you're all aware that food magic is not plane restricted, that you are taking certain risks, and at least try and remain cognizant of them, there is no particular evidence that I have seen that Lady Titania uh, is in danger from her own family, and it wouldn't matter anyway, because fine. Whatever. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah, again, I, it, it, it's not a trust matter. And frankly, if I think we can all acknowledge, as it's been sort of said, if there was that concern it's not like we'd have much choice in the matter, anyway. Yes. Um, I am looking forward to getting back and would like to get back as soon as possible, but uh, uh, a dinner with your family is uh, 
seems like something you don't get to, to do often with them, so I'm fine with staying a night. Lord Valdez, if I might be direct about something, it is less that I had a problem with us staying and more that given the particulars of the situation, I stand with Ariel on appreciating the opportunity for everyone to air their particular preferences and votes, <sighs> even though the conversation may be overheard. No, my, my statement was where we, where we speak didn't seem to matter too much in terms of location. No, but there is certainly a, a level of propriety to it that I find increasingly ignored. I mean, it's not like we're going to be welcome to a dinner with my grandparents anytime soon, so might as well. Sorry, what? <laughs> Do you need uh, to, to tell it... us something about the nature of your grandparents as well before we accidentally walk in on it? I don't have grandparents, what? Mm. We aren't going to walk in on that. Okay, don't insight buy that. check. Make an insight check. I don't buy that for a second, but yes, no. The point is, it's rude to talk about them directly in front of them in any potentially whether we want to do it. And <laughs> that's why. Or... Sorry, Jeremy. No, you're good. You're good. I mean, so you I have get no the idea Gent. if that was true or not. I mean, you, you, you. I think that you definitely get that Gent is not looking forward to meeting his grandparents again anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> At least not from one side of the family. I mean, he, I has, like he has no face. idea. He has no idea about his grand if he has grandparents on the other side of the family. It's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. That does track with the things getting told. Tanya, I like your grandparents. Thanks. Um, 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 yeah, no, like eating the puff pastries. He's also like, yeah, no. At least they don't have like gingerbread people. <laughs> oh no, that's more around when it's colder. That's <laughs> and then he he actually and then he is like <laughs> oh memories again. Yeah, were they gingerbread potatoes? They were brown and small. It came out of a basket, and they were cutting each other. It was awful. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a specific term for being traumatized by experiences of a past life. It's, I mean, it was still a life that I lived and I'm yeah, remembering just, it. They absolutely have that. It's called post-mortem stress disorder. Sometimes I wake up and I forget that I have a left arm again. Eat a pastry. With the left arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you 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 all suddenly notice that Scuzz has been eating pastries with both hands, and the plate is still just hovering. <laughs> this plate is now bonded to me. Scuzz <laughs> accidentally attunes to plate of pastries. Yes. Plate of endless pastries. The plate is like I have found a worthy one here. This is this is this is the magic breastplate armor that Scuzz has been looking for. <laughs> 
it's just hovering pastries and it just adds armor because they're like, how do we hit the goblin past the pastries? It's just a wall of pastries in front of the goblin. It just adds to the armor class. See, it's never, like it's never more than a single like layer. It's a plate of warning, essentially, because... <laughs> It's it's never more than a single layer of, of cream puffs on the plate. It's just that there are never any less cream puffs on the plate. <laughs> yeah, and always grants you it always grants you half cover, so it's plus two armor class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, wall of pastries is a third level spell that I will be developing soon. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get uh, through also, it, but you can spend your action to eat the wall. <laughs> yeah. Also, wall of pastries is my is my Pink Floyd fronted by Axl Rose cover band yes there we go <laughs> yes so how long can you keep going valdez looking at scuzz have you ever found out I keep going on what on like do you get full ever i don't know have you ever been <laughs> full in your life yes i yes the way my mom feeds me Yes. Recently, no. <laughs> I'm curious now. Maybe. It's not... I'm not super familiar with the details, but you may not have had your necromantic abilities before a certain point. Uh, that definitely checks out. I don't remember all this happening until the party which was weird have so. you when you say not recently are you talking before that party or since that party i mean i definitely don't remember getting full before the party but i've been full in the past 10 years there was one time Ma Buckets definitely made uh, a giant stew, and then there was a debate between whether or not a goblin could out-eat a goblin dog. Don't, um... Yeah. That sounds like a fun competition. I really want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> the now. answer is I... the goblin can definitely eat more than the goblin dog, but... <laughs> but, the goblin, but the goblin dog can eat the goblin, so it really doesn't matter? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Scum definitely didn't try to eat me, but Scum could recover faster. I was on my back in a food coma for at least four hours. The, the, mm. the, the trick is that the goblin dog knows when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> the goblin does not. <laughs> the goblin wanted to win for rights, <laughs> for bragging rights. <laughs> All right, well... Please don't give Scuzz another plate after he just gave up another plate like that. I don't want that to be a theme with Scuzz that he just has plates. <laughs> I, it sounds like we are in general agreement that we're fine with this. Then. Dinner and then home after, I suppose. Yes? Dinner and home after Either. dinner, stay for the night and home after because those are two separate things. Tanya? I'm fine with either. Um, I think we can head home after dinner. That seems what kind of the consensus is that you're fine just staying for dinner. Um, we've got it's not that it's not that late in the day because we just got up and left basically. So 
if you want, there's um, there's uh, town down below. You could go and see the shops, see the sites. Um, oh, technically, town yeah, that might up, be fun. Town up from here. Up, yeah, up from <laughs> here. Uh, that might be fun, and then we'll do dinner and uh, head back. There is a very visible relaxation at the idea of not spending the night here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I'll let them know. Uh, I think there's an elevator that goes up. So um, there's a door. Or yeah, you're door, at the whatever. you're at the you're at the you're at the water line right now. Okay. Yeah. When, okay. Um. I'll I'll go in and let them know basically that hey we're gonna go out uh see the sights and things and then yeah. dinner and then we're planning on leaving. As you step inside, you see that Philanderil is feeding your horses because they <laughs> they the horses are in the lounge with him and he just yeah. has he just has a handful he just has a handful of oats and he's just holding it out towards them. Mm-hmm. The wagon is presumably still in the arboreum. Yeah, looks over at you. Mm-hmm. Why, certainly, please do see the town. It's such a lovely place. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. One hand then... with oats, the other hand petting the horse. <laughs> it's that door, right? I get turned around in your house. <laughs> uh, no, you're going to want to take the ra- the first right, then a left, then a counter turn left, and then a right. Right, left, counter turn left. And then right. Okay, I have to repeat that a couple times, <laughs> but I get it. All right, go back outside. Gent is going to stride off and try and follow those directions immediately as best he can. Make a survival <laughs> check. Oh <Hell> yeah. <laughs> right, left, counter, turn left, right. That's a 19. So you get to the counter turn left part and you realize you have no fucking clue what that means. So right, exit, there's a there's a there's a dining room. Left, exit, there's a storage room. Counter turn left. I have n- He's going to do his best and see where he ends I up. I mean, that's clearly a 270 degree turn. So you turn all the way around. There's no other door than the one you came in. So you just go through it, and you're in a you're in an entryway. I don't like right. this house. <laughs> and then there's a door onto your there's a door to your right, which you open up, and there is a step going down into a into a tree canopy uh, sort of like pathway. Gent is going to wait at this door and see if anybody else catches up. He'll wait about 10 minutes. Titania, you know what a counter turn left is, so if anybody's following Titania, they can get out pretty easily. Yeah. Counter turn being yeah. turn around going left. Yep. Uh-huh. You just go through the door the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Caroline is probably just erring on the side of following Titania. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Whenever a counter turn right takes you. Do you want to try? No. <laughs> Don't Some do other it. Time. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Well, that decidedly turns left when turning around. 
<laughs> so you all end up at the step at the front step which leads down into a canopy uh uh bridge that is basically like it looks kind of like uh like a suspension bridge that was grown by tree branches rather than being made legit and from this you see the sites of Ilhanador again Ilhanador is a city built among the trees all the buildings you see looking around are these same kind of uh, uh, oddly seemingly physics defying but not actually structures that are built among the trees and branches all the pathways and roads are these grown suspension bridges between trees and houses and it sort of it swings around all the way up and down through the forest all the way up to the canopy and all the way down to the forest floor where the more traditional road is that goes through the forest. Uh, as you guys wander around, looking around, there are weaponsmiths, armories, there's all the various all the various and vagary amenities of a city. Mostly run by wood elves. There are other there are other species that, that live in Ilhanador, but the majority of the population are wood elves. Um a few dryads, a few other fae, as well. It seems like it seems like more than more than most, more than other cities. This seems to be a place where fae who are no longer in the fae wild live. Yes, Nikki. This is a very important question. Does Scuzz move when he sits on the plate? <laughs> No. Can he climb on the plate? <laughs> the plate the plate does not sit still long enough for you to climb onto it. And as you leave the front door, it stops. <gasps> Decision time. Scuzz, <laughs> if you want to stay with the food. No, I'm going to hang with out it. with you guys. I probably need to save room for dinner. Yeah, it'll probably be pretty good. It's just like... <laughs> Come on, Scott. You and I will Some have a competition. Deer. We'll see Some, who can find the most epiphytes. Some very sad music begins to play as you walk away from the plate. <laughs> who <laughs> like... can say where the it's just a, there's just a there's just a, there's a there's a there's a cello and a flute hovering in the background playing yeah. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Philanderel seems to be keen on uh, enchanting things to operate on their own. <laughs> no, I love it. It's great. Good man. I feel this aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> you eventually leave. Um, what, you, what are you guys looking for? Is there anything in particular you're looking for or just looking around? Ithram's immediately going to look for a shop to sell the last two fire rounds so that he can scribe these scrolls ASAP. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, they're not going to be worth they're not going to be worth as much here as they are in Taram. Yeah. Um, so you're only going to get a quarter price rather than half. Okay. Uh... I got so let's see. That's only gonna give him a hundred gold, right? I believe. What do they normally call? What do they cost normally? Uh, I got two hundred gold for him last time. Yeah, it was a hundred gold per. Yeah, so it'll be. Uh, and then that would be. Yeah, you'd only get about a hundred gold selling them. Okay. 
Yeah, you you find yeah you find an armory that's willing to buy them. But again, you, looking around the armory, uh, you note that a lot of their stuff is made of wood. Yeah, um, it seems to be enchanted, but they don't seem to. They they do not have any gun weapons or uh, or the like. So they're not. They're probably going to be selling this to travelers, not the yeah. normal customers. You do notice that uh, anyone that goes to the weapon shop, they do have ten, They they do have a wide variety of weapons and armor, all made from different varieties of wood, and some of them reinforced with some of them reinforced with vines and leaves. Um, do there seem to be anything, especially any more barbarian, any heavy weapons that might have unique properties, take advantage of vulnerabilities, anything like that? You do see uh, at one store, at, at, at one weaponsmith, there is what appears to be a great sword made out of a rotting, like like a bit of rotting wood or wood that seems to be rotting, but has this durability and strength of steel to it. Mm-hmm. And the, the wood elf at the counter, if, you, if asked, will uh, indicate that it is a um, it is a death oak blade. Uh, it is a particular. It's a blade formed from a particular uh, from a from a oak tree that has been infused with necrotic magic, uh, and in doing so, has taken on some of the properties of that oak in its in its wielding. It's as strong as any. It's as strong as any steel. Um, it's not technically a magic weapon. It is just a. It's just a weapon made from magical materials. Uh, but it might have like damage type difference or something? Yeah, it does It does do extra damage. It does do additional oh, damage. Oh. It just doesn't technically qualify as a magic item. Yeah, no. Silvered weapons don't either. Yeah, um, it's in the same vein as a silvered weapon, kind of. Yeah. Um, crap, I don't have a lot of gold anymore. I spent it all on crap. How much does that cost? It would cost... Let me take a look real quick at the price of a greatsword. Sources. Player's Handbook. (laughs) Why do I only have one D&D Beyond tab open? That seems silly. I should have more than one. You're slacking. I am. I'm I'm such a failure as a GM. Uh, (laughs) uh, It'd be about 100 gold. Okay. Yeah. I'll look at it, but I'll leave it. How much do you need more? Hmm? How much do you need more for that? I only have 22 gold at the moment. Oh. Because I forgot to add the money we got for our last job. Uh, because I don't think that's been divided yet. Uh, it was seven gold. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, yeah. it was seven gold, a silver, and four copper. Well, I'll add that. So I have 29 gold currently. So I'm nowhere near being able to buy it. Um, Yes, I think we're all a bit strapped right now, unfortunately. It's fine. I can manage myself. I just need to think about it a bit more. Would you like to try this out, uh... Hold it, holds out the gunblade great axe that Ithram has. I have, you have a uh, gunblade? Yeah, I have a gun. He, he's got a gunblade great axe. Mm-hmm. Carolyn will look that over. 
Yeah, I can definitely use this. Yes. What do you want for it? I... You can use it uh, if if I need have need of it. Then I just ask that uh, I oh. have. Yeah, it's fine. Works for me. Um... Here are six rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until after you hit to pull the trigger. Should work. I do know how to use a gun. Um, I actually have some experience with them. Uh, yeah, it's a gunblade great axe. Uh, it's a standard great axe, but it uh, after you hit, you can use a reaction to pull the trigger. And if you have a cartridge loaded in, uh, pulling the trigger causes it to deal another die of weapon damage. Cool. So... We're going to have a conversation later about if these things can be artificer enchanted. Yes, they can. Cool. <laughs> That's the conversation. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. I can't do it yet, so it doesn't matter, but... Make it a returning great axe so you can just huck it. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm just window shopping. I'm looking to see, because uh, eventually I want to find some bracers of defense. If they have something like that here, I'm just seeing what the price would be. Uh, they do, actually. Uh, they have a lot of... They have a... They... they Ilhanador... Ilhanador, more, than, more so than Taram, prides itself on more magical defenses than physical, because everything's made out of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, or or vines or things, and that they sort of they sort of not, and that's not just a like a a I'm restricted to only doing things culturally or magically. That's their thing. That's their gimmick, and that they mm-hmm. that they take a lot oh, of pride shit. in. Um, Bracers of Defense, another book that I should always have open, but for some reason don't. Um, like the book of Bracers of Defense. Yes, yes, <laughs> that book. Uh, those. What rarity are those? I think uh, they're rare. Kinda... I was gonna say, I think that's a rare item. Yeah, a rare item. Yeah. Uh, they have those for about a thousand gold. Okay. I will look longingly at those, but I can't buy them. Um, I mean, how much does a megalodon cost? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the other thing Carolina is going to look for, there's no chance it's a thing I can get, but I'm going to try and get reference for... I'm going to look at... You know how he had, like, anti-magic cuffs? Yes. The ideal thing that I want, and Caroline is expecting to have to magic DIY this out of an existing item, is to be able to turn something like that on or off so that I can rage in a situation where I don't want to blow up the party. Yeah. Um, they don't, that, this is, some, looking around, there's nothing like that here. You imagine that might be something that you would find somebody maybe might be able to make interim. Like in, right. in the city yeah. proper. In Tarom, Tarom. <laughs> because no one's going to ask too many questions about why the Geist needs a pair of magic handcuffs. No. But also that's a... Speaking that, of magic that, that handcuffs. That's definitely a specialty thing. Yeah. Is that something that Ghent might be able to repair at a workshop here? Uh, so give me an Arcana check. 
Okay. Uh, even just to get them back to regular manacles. Yeah. But functional. I have an inspiration. Go ahead. 19. So in your study of these broken hands, we'll say you study them for a little bit. Uh, uh-huh. You have determined that whatever it is that he did to these, he unraveled the enchantment that was in them. The mm-hmm. magic that held them together is completely gone. There's no way to restore that. You can, <clears throat> with you can with uh, uh, an amount of gold worth of resources, fix them and turn them back into manacles. But they will never okay. be anti-magic manacles again. Right. They would have to be yeah. completely re-enchanted <clears throat> for that. Yeah. He didn't just he didn't just break them. He remove he disenchanted them and broke them. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much gold would it take to repair those then? Um, that would be adventuring gear. Manacles. Uh, that'd be like a gold worth of materials. Okay. And then just a tinker's tools check, or yeah, yeah. Tinker's tools or missiles. There's a reason they didn't put more in Canon's disjunction in fifth edition. 24. Yeah, you're able to pretty easily with some materials uh, slap these back together into a pair of manacles. All right. Yes, functional pair of manacles. And thinking about it, Gent will ask Ariel, um, you did bounty hunting. Do you want to hang on to these? feel like they're more your bailiwick than mine. Uh, yes, I can do that. Thank you. All right. You have a pair of manacles Whoa. that work. Whoa. <laughs> um, at some point in the window shopping, uh, Titania is going to send a message just to uh, over the earring, just to Ariel. Being in my family's house was making you uncomfortable. If you don't want to go back, I can make excuses for you and you can just come back for teleporting back. I appreciate that. It's, it's fine. Um, It's not. There's a long pause. Again, it's not a trust thing. It's not anything. It's it's not a trust of your family. I will put it that way. Um, it is a personal comfort level, and I would certainly not. I would not want to uh, be rude over something that, frankly, I should have better control over. I appreciate that. It wouldn't have to be rude. You probably have other jobs. You you are, like you do bounty hunting and stuff. You might have a job that's taking you somewhere here. I could. Um, and that would certainly present a, um, a, a plausible uh, sort of excuse that I am not just 100%. I am 
approximately 7,000% sure that your family would see right through that. Yeah. It's fine. It's honestly fine. They probably wouldn't care, though. Not this branch of the family. <laughs> Keep that in mind. At this point, Esmeet has finally calmed down, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I assume since I, I, I assume that since we were out of yeah, what, like, radius a, after a little while. Yeah. Otherwise she probably would have been reacting a little differently. Yeah. But yeah. After a little while, once leaving the mansion, Esme was able to calm down. She's very confused as to why that happened in the first place. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Truly. You're welcome. Appreciate the consideration. So, Gerolf, since we're, in, since we're currently out in the middle of the town. Hi. You got very excited at the mere mention of me of hearing me say engineers. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't exactly come up with all this gadgetry and whatnot without actually doing any research, you know. Is that something that you'd want to get a closer look at if we ever in that section of Morn? Oh, aye. Look, and he whips out his current primary weapon. We've got a thing here that can sling a bit of a lead or whatnot. A good distance, but it can only do it six times before you need to reload it, which takes a bit of time, slows you down. If there's something we could do to increase that capacity, make it a little more efficacious, make it a little more efficient, maybe give it a little extra range, a little extra power, I'm definitely not going to look that in the mouth. Hmm. Well, that's probably... No, that's definitely something that my family can... will have diff... About 15 different ideas of how to handle it, depending on which people you ask. Um, and that's something that if we ever find our way back in that section of Morn, I'd be more than willing to let you have a look around and have some conversations with some of the Stonebeards. Right, and that's just the material stuff. I mean, then you start adding magic mixes to the bit, and... No telling where you could end up. Hunting a giant armadillo. <laughs> Ironically. Um, now there's an idea. <laughs> Ironically, amidst the various um, fighting training that I've gotten underway with over the course of living a relatively shut-in life, Firing a gun was a quick way to draw attention. So I never really got that amount of practice in. Which is a little embarrassing being from the engineering family of of Everstone. It is what it is. I've always wanted to try and actually get the training necessary to learn this effectively rather than just being able to point and pull a trigger. Oh, I. We can get you set there. Hmm. Give us some practice. Hmm. I'd appreciate it. It's a little embarrassing, as I said, being 
the scion of an engineering family who makes guns and not being able to fire a gun effectively. <laughs> we'll set a bit of time aside when we get back home then. Hmm. So, you wander around the city for a while, seeing a variety of all the, the goods and crafts and the people. Um... The, the 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 biggest sort of like tourist attraction uh in 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 Ilhanador is the Temple of Argon uh which is actually uh they they there was a there was a giant uh tree one of the um uh I can't remember the name that I used to describe the elven word for it but um, the the big massive like California redwood style trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There w- there is a tree here that uh, long ago died, uh, but it because it's so it's so massive and thick, just because it's dead doesn't mean it falls over. Uh, uh-huh. That they actually they Vinali Vinali thank you a Vinali tree uh, that they hollowed out and turned into a temple of Argon. Uh, so the temple is actually in the tree rather than on or around it, and it is definitely the biggest tourist attraction because it goes all the way from the canopy where uh, the the top of the temple's actually been sheared off, and so it's just a, a hole at the top, uh, all the way down to the floor. And it's one of the one of the one of the one of the easier ways both to get up and down throughout the city to the various levels of Ilhanador, as well as being a temple and a tourist attraction. Um, that's the that's sort of the biggest thing to draw anybody's attention if people were curious about it. I wanted to go see that. That looks cool. Yeah. It's big. And you can stepping inside it from any level, you can see straight through from the top to the bottom. Wow. Uh, all the way down on the floor is where the actual like altar and there's a statue of Argon there. And then mm-hmm. throughout the ring, uh, so there is a there is a ringing stair that circles the out the 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 interior ring of the of the tree of the trunk um, and has exits at the various levels of the thing. And throughout that, the, on, along the wall is where they have carved out rooms and altars and, you know, storage and things like that. So the entire building is in the, is actually in the, uh, the, the trunk, like act in the actual trunk, not just inside it. Uh-huh. In it. Um, and then it's just this great empty hollow space that's open to the sky. And it's, it's during the daytime, you just have this, you know, almost column of light that comes down right into the center of it where the art, where the statue of Argon is. And so it's just this massive breathtaking, you know, work of in a uh, feat of engineering, quite frankly, inside this natural structure looking around. It doesn't seem like they've used any amount of. Uh, um, metal or stone in the construction with the sole exception of the statue at the center, which is marble. Mm-hmm. Titania is actually going to pray, I think. Um, just just a minute. Um, just kind of go sort of off to the side somewhere and Hi, it's me, Titania. 
Um, I got it's me, Margaret. <laughs> yes, yep. pretty much. There's this spot of grass over by the light wall that kind of got messed up by the weirdness coming over. I tried to get it to grow. It didn't really do much, but if you could like, I don't know, focus a little on that one, send some worms over, sort of, I don't know. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Is there like an alms box or anything like that? Yeah, uh, uh, next to the statue. Okay. Yep. Gent will just go and drop a pair of coins in there. They have to have an alms box. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Funding, maintenance, and other projects. Yep. Oh yeah. No. Gent will go and drop two two gold coins in there. As you step up to the statue, anybody that's watching, you just sort of see anyone that steps up near the statue. The light uh, that's pouring down through the through the temple seems to almost concentrate, and Gent gets this sort of otherworldly glow around him as he steps up into the light to, to donate. Can I do some sort of check on that? Because generally the gods have a very difficult time sensing or interacting with or enacting things. Sure. Also, I is... cannot see you. I think you're... Oh. Yeah, there you I, go. There you sorry. go. There you are. <laughs> I move like... my chair out of the way so I can be on my couch and be seen, but that means that my chair is out of the way. Got it. Uh, so sitting in it, I can't be seen. I'll try and fix that. Um, yeah, make a religion, what kind uh, of check with religion check. Okay. Titania's just going to comment. You went all glowy. Fucking. <laughs> Eventually, I gotta fail something knowledge related. I, you have no idea what's causing that. Give me a perception check as well. Okay. Some guy up there with a spotlight. I'm gonna be a little. <laughs> <laughs> Just some guy at a higher level with a mirror. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Oh, you, oh, here comes a guy. You're not seeing. You're not seeing anything physically, and you're not. You're not aware of anything magically that might be doing this. I'm to check. I guess I. Mm. Anyways, grumbling a little bit. You went all glowy, Kent. Huh? You went on glowy. The light. It was cool. Gent will sort of like look down at himself having now stepped away from the statue. I assume that effect is no longer in play. No, yeah. It's only when you're in that sort of direct column of light. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to see if I become a chosen or something, I suppose. (laughs) Does anyone else step up into the light? Uh, The goblin does. Blowing Ab- goblin. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so I was like, okay, and you're like, no. 
Yeah, no. As you step up, as you step up into the ring of light, it just—it almost seems to infuse you with this glowing essence. Does he? Does he feel any different? You wouldn't even notice it if somebody hadn't commented on it, <laughs> or if you hadn't seen Gent do it first. Okay. Cool. It's really pretty. Nikki wanted to know if it had anything—if it—if it did anything to his. Steez. Nope. That's going on. Actually, Caroline is kind of annoyed at failing those checks. Um, she'll step up, but have activated the sight. He puts. He puts a. You a, step up. A gold coin in there. Uh, you step up. I can see magic right now. There is no magic here. Mm-hmm. You are certainly like seeming to glow. But there's no visible magic. A small, somewhat generic prayer. I'll put a silver in the alms box and head off. And to lean over to Titania and Valdeth. Yeah. Looks like I'm not quite as special. Thank gods. Like, look at the goblin can glow. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and as you guys are standing here for a little bit, you see an, basically mm-hmm. anybody, other other guests and tourists yeah. there also, mm-hmm. anybody that steps into this ring of light takes on this weird glow. Yeah. Then if you all get possessed and end up becoming brainwashed into into somebody's champion or something like that, this is my preemptive I told you so before I shoot you in the head later. <laughs> Argon brainwashing would be particularly weird. You'd just yeah, be like actually, farming. Like, <laughs> farming <laughs> like an farming. We're not I mean uh, Argon is by a the deity of harvest and nature. You'd essentially be going, let me make a better potato salad. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying that the idea of of, of of nature is not always a gentle thing. I'm just putting that out there. I just like the idea of like a... We all have no, but it's just like... Yeah, you all have the, the basic information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not... Argon is... There are obviously argon is specific elements and aspects of nature. Yes, of course. And argon has many sides to her, just like every other deity. And there are, I'm sure, certain factions that are a little more extreme than others. Now I'll tell you what. I, I actually rather quite like Argon. I'm not I'm not trying to say anything against the deity. You get those you get those Argonite you get those Argonite eco terrorists and Right. Yeah, tell exactly. you what, Legit. Ariel. If we wake up someday, a few months from now, and I've gotten obsessive compulsive about agricultural development on I don't know, an island out in the channel run by a raccoon dog, then we right. can point back to this moment. Thank you. That's all I was asking for, was just a little bit of, 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 of acceptance, that I will eventually someday be right about this. Tom Nook is a warlock of Argon. <laughs> there we go. 
Well, that's settled then. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. No, Tom Nook has the clone spell. Warlocks don't get it, I don't think. Unless, you know. Anyways. Animal Over Crossing Patreon. D&D later. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the estate. What? I'm deadly curious to see what, what this goblin tries to figure out. <laughs> if this goblin tries to figure out how, if they can get full anymore. No. Yes. <laughs> you all head back to the estate. Dinner is laid out in the dining hall, which you eventually get to by uh, taking a right, then a counter turn right, then a counter turn left, then a counter turn straight. Um, of course. Stare at door, turn full circle, go through door. Yeah. Someone else will have had to remember those directions because Tanya's forgotten them by this point. It's, it's because, hold on, let me, let, let me, let me roll the server. I'm sure it's real some of you get see. a little, some of you get a little dizzy trying to. I am <laughs> sorry though, John. Uh, neither I nor any of my characters, regardless of who they are, know how to go straight. They go gaily forward. <laughs> they go generally left or right. You can go gaily forward. You can go gaily forward as well. It's a simply a direction, not an orientation. That is fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I orient in the the forward direction. <laughs> Forward uh, towards the gay things, though. Shit. <laughs> yeah, the the big the, the big six 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 lady is definitely where I'm headed. Scuzz <laughs> uh, absolutely does it, uh, but it doesn't look good. He's just kind of like him and I just have I just have the line from I used to be the king of Broadway stuck in my head now. There was a time when I was young and gay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, no, not like 30s and 40s songs are so much fun viewed under a new context. Hella gay. <laughs> oh. Pride Month. Yay, Pride, Happy Pride Month, month y'all. Yeah, Pride, Pride Month. Hmm. Uh, ah, not wearing my right shirt. Oh, well, it's okay. I well, we could do it the rest of the month. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's I, Pride Month. We need to do the Pride One Shot that we keep on talking about we doing. Do. We do. Oh goodness, yeah. I need to play. I need to play Sorry, my Rainbow Crystal not Warlock. Part of this game. No, it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, so you get to the dining room. Um, it is lavishly appointed, big, long, probably longer than it needs to be. Dining room table fireplace at one end wide variety of food scattered throughout um, there are vegan options there is distinctly the opposite of vegan options like there are fish the, 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 the centerpiece though is this megalodon that was caught and descaled it has since been cooked and prepared over like four or five dishes with the head and tail separated and kept for later um and there, all the plates and utensils seem to be animate as they just sort of hover around finding their places, serving the food onto them at their will as you command, and then settling down for you to use to eat. Uh, 
in addition to a full orchestra of ghosts playing, or at least you think you hope they're ghosts, um, as there's just these instruments. Beauty and the Beast sentient. No, they don't seem to be sentient. Just animal. good because I don't feel like pondering the implications of putting someone in my mouth right now. No, the food and and the food distinctly is not. The food is all just say, food. The sen- sentient so food is like full on horror. Yeah. yeah, it is not Adventure Time or full on horror. Correct. Sentient just- food that wants you to eat it. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Adventure Time's a really good show, but that is seriously disconcerting all the time. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to look down and see my plate and the food just looks back up and says, dig in. <laughs> <laughs> I am no one's more fantasy. Thank you. Right. Exactly. Well, what's worse? Food that food that wants you to be wants you to eat it or food that doesn't want you to eat it? The oh. first one. The first one is the abject. First one. Like, but like, yep. like the second one you... is any food that you eat, especially drugs. But no, I mean like you bite into a steak and it screams. <laughs> then I, I like don't you... eat it anymore. Then and I don't I go bite to it. McDonald's. <laughs> like, I, honestly, don't like... but like, send like. The the disconcerting horror screams are significantly less creepy than <laughs> than like moans. <laughs> um, the, the question there: if if the food doesn't want to be eaten, and you and you just stop eating it and go get something else, if the food does want to be eaten, does that change your reaction at all? Absolutely not, because again, <laughs> yeah. I am no I am nobody's war fantasy. Thank you. Anyways, the very food, fair. The food also, is normal. <laughs> Yes, normal food. It's just the, it's just the plates that are weird. Um, throughout the dinner, Philandavel, uh, uh, um, Philandavel, Fl- Fl- that's wrong. Philanderel. <laughs> yep. Philander. Philanderel. Philanderan. Florandarandaran. <laughs> Florandaril. I thought it was Philavandril. It's Phil. It's F I L A N D U R I L. Okay, Philandril. Philandril. Yeah. Record, guys. Thirty seconds. Instant tangent. Yep. <laughs> Philandril. Philandril. So, 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 what is Flirtily doing? <laughs> Philandril is regaling you with stories. Um, he. Hey. He, he is. He, he he tells a wide variety of stories from both his time as an archfey dealing with the the various vagaries of the Feywild, uh, as well as from his time here in the mortal realm dealing with things. Uh, you also notice that he has since uh, dressed himself for dinner, which means that the horns are now gone. His hair is a much longer pompadour, and he's no longer a satyr. He just looks like an elf. <laughs> yes, Gus. Nikki has a question. Yes, Nikki. Does the plate with the puff pastries come back to Scuzz? Yes. <laughs> Very important. <He's, laughs> it's Dream Weaver. <laughs> the, the, yes. the, the orchestra that was the, 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 the cello and flute that was following it is also behind you going. <laughs> 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 
Totally. Just a little careless whisper over behind Scuzz. Why is careless whisper our brand wide theme song? I tried to change it. I tried to change it. I did. Reference song. It is one of very few reference songs that everyone has similar associations with. Yeah, it's a universal song. Like, All there's I'm a lot of songs where someone will have a different association. Careless Whisper, even if you do, you know what is being said. <laughs> Scuzz is very excited to have his plate of puff pictures back, but he is also now in graphic goblin detail eating several other things along with the puff pastries as well. There is no food that is sacred when it comes to the goblin palate. All of it gets shoved in at once. All food is equal. It's a goblin Here. chipper. <laughs> yeah. His, can, his mouth opens up like a trash can at a 90 degree angle and it goes in. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Mm-hmm. Ah, so the chain, he's like a chain chomp. Like so that's so you're, the, a, you're a one piece character is what we're learning. <laughs> yes. You are correct, sir. <laughs> that that was the whole thing. You you beat me to it. Level 20. He was just going to be Luffy. I was thinking Wapple at this point, but <laughs> mm, I don't watch enough One Piece. Hey, everybody, I only watch like two seasons of One Piece. I know there's like one thousand episodes of One but Piece. There is a specific element to how One Piece characters are animated eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they just unhinged. I always imagine Scuzz eating more like a DBZ character. To be completely honest, that's fair. Yeah. Um, most protagonists from those sort of things just big mouth shoveling everything in I'm not saying Scuzz is an anime protagonist we have gone on so many pages in like <laughs> yeah. five minutes I, I have no idea where we like are anymore one of those anime we're eating dinner still yeah. like the meat <laughs> and stuff like from uh, from the decision to have dinner to now we have gone on more tangents than anything else <laughs> But I that's did see a whisper. That's not a tangent. Uh-huh. Proving Jeremy right that we don't do anything straightly. <laughs> Titania nope. is. We're in the middle of a tangent, so I didn't want to bring it up out loud. Uh, give. Go ahead and give me a give me a persuasion or performance check. One of the two. We're gonna go with performance because I'm bad at both. But I'm equally bad at both. Uh, inspiration's advantage. Correct. Can inspiration be used after I roll or only yes, before? Yes, you can use it after you roll. Okay, I'm going to roll and I may use my inspiration. I'm going to use that inspiration. <laughs> Not because I think I'll be better, but because I think I might get my point across. Five. That's a five. The other roll was a two. Every time you try to redirect the conversation, you realize that philandro in the middle of a story is kind of like a freight train in that it cannot be stopped. And I'm enjoying all of it. Etchetanya's gonna keep egging him on if if when the one story ends, like try and get to a different one. Oh, yeah. yeah, this you, is nice. You, 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 over the course of the dinner, you all get an appreciation for how long and how varied a life Philandril has lived, in that he has been he has spent many years in just about every plane of existence. Um, that you can reach. Uh, he has traveled to multiple material planes. 
which he which he does which he delights in talk in discussing the the differences between material planes uh and uh, he has you have yet to find the limit to his debauchery so nice this is an education forget hang on jeremy jack ariel is very much doing her best to not pay attention and prob- probably that means that she's focusing on what she's drinking and nothing else. So she's fairly drunk at some point. <laughs> now Esme is drunk and horny in your brain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> fine. Well, that's not fun. That's fine because as long as you can keep focusing on the glass in front of you, you don't think about anything else. That's a man, that's a mood. Nikki feels that right? real hard. Right? There's very little that is more awkward than there being a drunken, horny person in your head that you are not experiencing those. No, it's like me at me, both horny and drunk at the same time. Just like, girl, don't do it. But also, right? Maybe. <laughs> So yes, it's an education for Ghent. Titania is egging him on. Eventually, the stories progress from Philandro to Brava, uh, who shares her own. Her stories are far less flowery and far more direct and like like almost clinical, um, but. Her stories also mostly involve her going to wild places and killing large things. Uh, Brava, they actually do get into how they met, which was um, Philandrel had gotten himself onto the bad side of a storm giant, um, which is a dangerous place to be, even if you're an archfey. Uh, And Brava was in the midst of a tournament that was interrupted by their fight and she just sort of picked which one seemed like the underdog and fought for them which at the the time was philandrel which means that their first date was her killing a storm giant for him aw true love yep and Tanya's egging her stories on just as much because these are fun. She's a, she's a lot less easy to egg on, mostly because again, unlike Philandrel, she doesn't really have mm-hmm. that storyteller aspect to her, mm-hmm. and she tends to undercut her own like like the the impact of her own stories a lot, just because she's not that kind of storyteller. And then I kicked him in the face. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you kicked a what in the face? Yeah, I just kicked... It's just you know, that kind of, you know... Mm. Yeah. Well, the face was there. What, what else was I... <laughs> what else were you going to do? <laughs> uh, but you have a long and entertaining dinner. Uh, but no, Carolina, you are unable to stir the to, to steer the, the, the conversation in that direction, unfortunately, throughout the dinner. Cool. Because I rolled a five, I'm going to say it is probably obvious to anyone that pays attention. Carolina was trying to get something specific, just eventually lets it go. What? I would love to say that that Ariel noticed, but she absolutely did not. Yeah, fair. 
Uh, RL, there is also a floating wine jug near you that keeps refilling your glass whenever it's empty. In much the Works same vein as the floating plate of cream puffs that's next to Scuzz. <laughs> Works for me. We're, we're going to pretend that that's not happening and just drink it. <laughs> uh, but eventually food is done. Except for the cream puffs and the wine, which Thank are God. never, never done. <laughs> I was about to say, no. <laughs> if if there's some magic or whatever, or some person that tries to take the plate away of cream puffs from Scuzz, he immediately just like jumps. He's like, no. Several several times, uh, because apparently it doesn't matter what form he's in, it happens. Uh, uh, Philandro will click the plate, and butterflies will appear from behind his head. <laughs> it seems to be a react. He seems to be more entertained by that reaction than anything else. Love it. No, it's great. I'm so glad he loves the gift. <laughs> and <laughs> the very he's gift. not aware that those things eventually lose their magic. Uh, oh, I'm we'll sure. Deal with that later. <laughs> I mean, this is a thing from the mortal plane. He's probably used to things just dying on him inexplicably <laughs> because he lives forever. So. I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I kind of in my in my head canon is like he's like uh, um, Arthur Weasley. Yes, was just right. absolutely <laughs> fascinated by not by, by non Arcadian culture. Oh yeah, and but doesn't understand it at all. Oh no, like thinks right. he does, but doesn't. It's great. Everyone wants a floating plate of cream puffs all the time, right? Yeah. No, seriously. Like, Scuzz is like, you know what? I think I might sell myself to the Archfate. Just have this plate of cream puffs with me forever. Right. <laughs> Scuzz buckets, Archfey warlock, a pact of the cream puff. But most of them are. I will multi class. <laughs> this is my packed weapon. <laughs> it's a, a plate of cream puffs. A plate of cream puffs. <laughs> you, this goblin, this this goblin is, is meant to be a to joke. Say critical role season two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If, any, if anybody, no, no I don't watch critical. I role feel so. like if you got that, you've gotten there, and if you have, oh yeah. Mm. I'm guessing Jester does this. Just, just, well, just, just has I'm like not going to say too much more than that yeah. because it is a good twist, but yeah. Mm, yeah. Anyway, I don't watch Critical Role, so I'm like, uh. Sonia, is... it has something to do with the girl who has a candy magic weapon. Did you just. Oh, yeah. Gent, Gent just Gent just leans over at some point during the meal. Titania, I don't think we ever established. Is this your mother's side or your father's side of the family? Oh, uh, my mother's side. My my father's side is still over in the Feywild. It's a it, and probably dead by now. I it comp that's complicated. I was super excited for the possibility. Oh, wait, no, oh, no, 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 no. Definitely my wait. mother's side. My father's side is much stranger. <laughs> my my father's side is it's it's we've lost track of them. Um, it's a that's a that's a story fair enough no i was just trying to trace god king down through and figure out how it got to you but oh it's right. really long that's a story as if none of the other ones have <laughs> <laughs> no yeah there's lots of stories uh it's he, he um uh, 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 so he was in a big, a big battle. Um, 
it's called the battle of what's it called hang on um as Titania does try and remember because she's had a couple glasses and is battle of what's it called hang on uh that's a golden battle if ever i've heard one (laughs) was in this really big battle a while ago it's like it's like a couple centuries um but he got after the after there it was um he got invited over to the Feywild, and then when he came back over, he lost a bunch of. Well, he didn't lose time. Everyone else did. It's, it depends on how you, whose perspective. But he he skipped forward in time a bunch, and so we've kind of lost track of that side of the family. Yes, Pellerin was uh, a critical point in the Battle of Felgreen, Titania. Philanderil yep. says. Yes. That one. You learn about it in history, but it was a very long time ago. There's a song actually about it. It's a very nice song. And Titania will sing part of it. Oh, God. That- <laughs> give, me, give, me a, in, give me a performance check. Yeah. Because- in, uh, she, she sings it first in, um, in uh, Sylvan and then switches to... Um, Elvish, probably. It doesn't translate well to common. It, you lose the, the rhyme. Um, you don't say. Performance. I'm going to use my inspiration on this, dang it. <laughs> I want to sing. I've got four of them. Now I have three. Twenty. It's a very beautiful song uh, in Sylvan. In Elvish, it loses a little bit of that. Um, not, yep. not. It's it's weird to think of something being less beautiful when it goes to Elvish from a different language. But in this case, it's just because of the way you conjunct you. The certain things get conjuncted, conjuncted, mm-hmm. conjuncted. Uh, however, that word ends up getting conjugated. 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 conjugated, conjugated, conjugated yeah. Yeah. How how yeah. certain words are conjugated? Conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. <laughs> it's it's the same song if you remember from way back in the first ep- or first or second episode. It's the same one she was singing before the battle. Just a little snippet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it yeah. was a while ago, but that's why we don't that side of the family don't know as much about also, I mean, you don't have like the royal chroniclers going back and like cab- tracking all of them, so it's a little bit harder. Uh, right. Anyway, that's that story. But I think we're. Oh, goodness. He's still eating the cream puffs. <laughs> Of course he is. <laughs> That's never going to stop before we have to teleport out am, of here. Am nope. I a black Nor it is. Baby. Uh, but you still, you still show when the light hit you, so that's not what black holes do, right? So You're not. I don't know. I don't know what space is. Uh, I haven't been to space yet. Not that I know of. Uh... <laughs> Titania, Titania, she scuzzlins in real close. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think your grandfather would let me take this plate with the never-ending cream puffs home? I'll ask. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for dinner. This was lovely. Um, it's always I nice think, to have family around. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting ready to... I think we're probably good to head back now. Um, 
but I was wondering because I just miss miss you know the haunted door. Whoa, that was a weird sound from outside my door. Okay, uh, it sounded like a balloon, like you know when. Yeah, I don't know, um, but uh, I was wondering if I might possibly the cream puffs. They're really good, and I we don't have our servants at at our at our house can do amazing things but not those i was wondering if you might possibly have the, the never-ending plate if you can keep hold of it during the teleportation certainly all right that sounds like a no to me <laughs> sounds like a challenge it yeah. sounds like a challenge <laughs> sounds like somebody's going to choose between fingers or pastries <laughs> <laughs> and we know what that choice is going to be yeah i don't need my yep. fingers to eat pastries <laughs> <laughs> that's what prosthetics are for he looks because it's not new. He's like, no, I remember having a prosthetic arm. I don't know. But then he's gonna get prosthetic fingers and be like, oh, that's weird. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, yes, Scuzz will absolutely try to take this plate with him. Heck yes. Right. This plate is his new plate. His best friend. He loves it. We're going to take you to the doorway of parting. <laughs> And he stands up. As he stands up, he reaches into the pompadour. More of his arm goes into the pompadour than should be able to go into it. Okay, rose quartz. And he pulls out. And he pulls out a single rose. God damn it! <laughs> Follow me. And he leads you to uh, the opposite side of the room from the fireplace, where there is another fireplace. There. Where there is another fireplace that is currently not lit. <laughs> Ariel, you're, you're like, was, was, she's for... gone. No, no, she's gonna love her. Oh my god! Brava, so... Brava reaches down and just picks up Ariel. Ah, thanks. I do have to ask, how Pompadour are we talking here? Uh, uh, Kuabara. Kuabara. No. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember? Um. Oh my god, Shaolin Masters was that the name of the anime? Shaolin no? Showdown. Not Shaolin Showdown. Fuck. Don't mind me. I've... Actually, <laughs> no, no, not Kuwabara. Um, do you remember? Uh, I don't know if anybody of you have, if any of you have seen Air Gear. Uh, nope. but one of the gangs in Air Gear is led by a dude that has like a three foot long pompadour. Shaman King. <laughs> Shaman, Shaman King. King is the name of the anime. There's a guy with a heart-shaped pompadour. It's amazing. It's great. It gets split in half at one point, and he just swoops it back and becomes an even more exaggerated hairpiece. I, I was I was also thinking Not Josuke, Josuke Joestar. Anyways. Bravo picks Ariel up. He pulls a rose Thanks. out of things. The other side of the... The other side of the... You're welcome, she says. Uh, the other side of the dining hall has another fireplace, but this one is not lit. And he places the rose on the mantle of the fireplace and then leans against it. Simply imagine where it is you want to go and crawl through the fireplace. Very well. 
And Ghent will Good imagine question. the company house and crawl through. Yes, Ariel, as Ghent crawls through. <laughs> what if you try to think of something and part of you wants to go somewhere else? That'll be interesting, won't it? Shit. What if two of us go through and the other one assists the other person? That'll be interesting too, won't it? Hey. Ariel, I can help. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I, I'm gonna like, yeah. So it's like side by side, go through, and I'm trying to get us back home to the to the company house. Okay. Everyone else? Valdez tries to head to the company house. Yeah, company house. Company house. I need to make a wisdom save. <laughs> uh. I mean, I feel like front brain is thinking company house. Mm. I don't know what back brain is thinking. Before Ithram goes through, though, <laughs> he, he turns and says, uh, how will this work for the horses and wagon? Oh, I've already delivered them. That you should find them at the stables outside Tehran. Splendid. And then I'll crawl through the fireplace. They're <laughs> <laughs> waiting on a wisdom save from Carolina. It's a five. So it definitely doesn't occur to her that this might be a problem. And she is genuinely trying to go to the company house. But there's definitely a really strong part that's not, that's going not that place, not that place, not that place. Let me a D100. And we never saw I don't Barbarian think I need to again. Specify yep. to you where that is. No, no, I know. 27. Hmm. Nice. Never again. <laughs> so, Gent, you're first. You crawl yep. through and where you expected the back of the fireplace to be, there's just like a cloth tarp. And, okay. And you crawl and you push past it and crawl out and you find yourself on the street just outside the company house next to one of the closed food stands. It seems like you crawled out from underneath oh. the food stand. That worked fairly well. And he's going to beeline straight for uh, the front door. Hmm? Titania and Ariel, you guys come after that. Skuz, you come out after that. Ithram, you come out after that. Valdeth, you come out after that. Carolina, you crawl through. And it's a there's like a wooden panel in front of you as you try to where you would expect the back of the thing to be. And you sort of push through it. And you find yourself in what looks like a destroyed library. Great, great. <sighs> Which is definitely not the company house. Gent, as you are walking towards the door, a figure mm -hmm. catches your eye. Sitting down on the floor, sitting down on the ground on the street in front of the door, hugging her knees. Uh, mm -hmm. There is a uh, there is a pale pale skinned ginger haired green eyed uh, young looking elf uh, with a big with a big 
like sort of backpack full of various random uh, assorted accoutrement wearing a very stylish red uh, sort of uh, long coat that has some has like sort of a fuzzy collar that's tied up and then uh, pants and some boots uh, on the uh, strapped like down the sides of the backpack you see six individual wands that look to be made of different kind of woods um, uh-huh. who sort of looks up as you approach, stands up. There you are, Uncle. I've been looking for you everywhere. And what did you do to your hair? And that's where we're going to end for this week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Lives matter. Goodbye. <laughs>